everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 227 for the week of June 23rd, 2012. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, and here with me is another British invasion. First off, we have John Yearworth. Hi. That's it. That doesn't Hi. sound very menacing. This is an invasion, I'm, remember? I'm British. We don't sound menacing. Uh, Unless right. you're Indian. At what? I don't... How, no, how that works. To, to India. Oh, I see. Because yes. Empire. Empire. Also here, Alex Fuller. Hello. Hello. See, now that was menacing <laughs> to the new world. <laughs> Rounding out the Commonwealth invasion, Scott Wachter. Or see, he's so menaced in Canada. He's over menaced. <laughs> Maybe I did something wrong. Oh, no, I'm still oh. muted. All that right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Canadian. We're like those lame guys that tried to cash in on the British invasion by pretending to be cool and foreign. <laughs> and inventing poutine. Because that makes hey, everything better. I saw does. the best epic mealtime yesterday with poutine sandwiches, and it was, oh my gosh, I want some. Manny, Emmanuel Marino is our... Local U.S. defender of uh, uh, LAX. Did you move and not tell me? What? We're both in the U.S. You're local. Well, you said local U.S. defender as if you... Yeah. I'm done with America. I'm done. You're done with it? No. Th- th- oh, oh, never mind. No, I mean, you're the defender. I'm I'm just a chronicler. Okay. That's, see, hey, that's how that works. I understand. Emmanuel Marino out in L.A. Thank you. Hey, how's it going? How's your weather? Make us jealous. Um, it's cold. It's like 75. 75. It's cold. Okay. Good for you. Ah, it's another week. Another RPG cast. Let's jump into the feedback, shall we? Oh, wait. Scott, this is your first time on the show, isn't it? Or second time? You second. Second time? Yeah. Well, thanks for coming back. What it's do okay. people need to know about Scott to understand Scott? All you need to know is that pens... And dead trees are very important to him. Yes. Uh, also dice, particularly the weird <laughs> uh, of ones. Of course. How could I forget the dice? Scott is our pen and paper RPG cover person. What do we call it? The yeah. saving throw. You can go read it on the site right now. I don't know. My job title ch- seems to change every eight to nine months. Do you, have to, do you have a die with job titles on it that you roll? No. But I should get one. <laughs> that would be great. Somebody yeah, just you gave me. Should. Uh, this week that, at my that, role that's going to be my new business card. Is uh, just the back of it is roll d twenty for job title. Yes. My role playing group this week, a friend gave me a die that has the ten commandments on it. It's a d ten. So his uh, goal is for us uh, at the beginning of every adventure to roll the die and see what commandment our team will go out and break. <laughs> Oh come on! That, this is not even really a challenge. I know that's a, some of those are very so boring, easy. Though. They're kind of normal. I covet someone's wife. Man, his <laughs> wife's hot. I covet her. Like, All right, by, by the time you've left the like before you've left the bar where the dude in the corner with the funny hat gives you the map to the plot hook, you've already coveted at least three things and probably killed a guy. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> Even in games that aren't based on D and D, it kind of is true, isn't it? Oh dear, you're you're going out to adventure to get wealth. 
So you're you're being greedy. You're wanting other people's stuff. You're you're just kind of screwed yeah. right off the bat there. They were right in the eighties. D and D's of the devil. Hmm. Well, uh, I don't have a good transition for that. But here's a letter that's not from the devil. Ah, uh, ah, uh, good transition. No, dear RPG Cast, how are you? Well, I hope. Oh, well, I hope. Yeah, emphasis matters. Enjoying the weekend so far. Recovering from E3 still. Thinking of upgrading your DS to the newer, bigger LL. Uh, We'll get into that later. Let me ask you this. They just announced 3DS LL doesn't come with a second analog stick. As you guys know, just as an aside, Nintendo announced this week, like two days ago, right? In the very late evening, they ran the Nintendo Direct and let us know that uh, we're getting a 3DS XL in the U.S. So uh, Ocelot here asks, is this insanity? Craziness, madness, or ridiculousness that the 3DS XL doesn't come with a second analog stick? Well, this isn't a redesign. This is just a bigger 3DS, right? Is that mm. Nintendo's uh, idea, uh, philosophy here? So you're going with craziness. It's crazy awesome, maybe? I think they're just thinking it. We're not redesigning the 3DS. We're just making it bigger for older people and people who would like a bigger screen. For older people. It's all those old people with 3DSs because there's so many games for them on them. Hey, you say that, but the 3DS XL had a big fat pen. It was supposed to be, it was supposed to be your big Sudoku machine. or your I, big... I'm just saying, if that's what you're doing, you do a DS XL, which just dropped in price. Right? Yeah, but it's not in 3D. Old people love 3D. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a lot of elderly 3D markets up in Canada, Scott? Um, I never see anyone remotely over the age of 40 in game stores unless accompanied by tiny people. Uh, when you say tiny people, you mean like uh, Lord Tyrion from Game of Thrones? Or do you mean like... Uh... He likes to get out there, you know. He gets out there. He likes to promote the show. He's very hands-on. He's like <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> Catch it on HBO. We love it. <laughs> he goes into GameStops with old people and buys <laughs> DSi XLs. Is that how that works? Like, hey, guys. Have you heard of Game of Thrones? Great show. Well, that, that, I may that be is, an in fact, it, but how my gaming system is not. Debts by buying old people 3DSs. <laughs> I see. I didn't realize that. Lannisters always pay their debts with the DSs. That's terrible. Hardest right. working man in the show business. I'm going say? with madness. My British people, what do you think? Insanity, Mate. craziness. And here's let me try and say it British for you. Insanity, craziness, madness, or ridiculousness. Like my accent. Uh, remove the region lock, and I might care. Mm. I see. <laughs> You're okay with the 3ds XL as long as they give you some tit for tat. Yeah, remove the region lock. I might actually buy one. Uh, that, that, that's my. Uh, that's my. Uh, that's my. But they put up some good RPGs for the system. That'd be a good start, in my opinion. All right, and Alex doesn't care. No, not really. <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. Who's played nine nine nine, and is it a game you'd recommend? Is our question number two? No, uh, I actually in? want to play it. I just haven't yet i have played 999 from beginning to end and end and end and end and well there's multiple endings i have completed the game fully it is a game i'd highly recommend just don't play it in the middle of the night because it'll be a bit creepy for you and it is a wonderful visual novel and i can't wait for the sequel to come out actually got creepy don't play amnesia 
Yeah. Well, okay. So that that obviously will do. See, I'm very sensitive to this stuff. If you're if you're thinking about playing Amnesia, you don't need to worry about it. Chris, have you seen the trailer for Amnesia? Machine pigs. Machine pigs. Did a machine say? for pigs. A machine for pigs. Okay. No, I haven't seen that. Okay. That would give you nightmares. Would it? All right. I'll have to go watch it. <laughs> um, yes, 999 is a great game, and I played the sequel some, so it's looking like they're going to, the very short time that I played, but looking like it's going to be good, so totally recommend it. And no one else played 999? What's, up? What's wrong with you people? It wasn't released here. Scott, your girl has played 999. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> okay, fine. That's all. <laughs> is that a Wii game? Is it a Wii game? It's a DS game. No, it's a DS game. Yes. Oh, that's probably why I didn't play it. And uh, the sequel will be DS and Vita. Well, call me when it's on iOS. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's a game that actually should be on on iPhone, actually. I'm surprised they haven't ported it there. Yeah, I recently have been checking out uh, Broken Sword 2, you know, that old classic adventure game, The Smoking Mirror. plays remarkably well on an iPad. (laughs) They get really smooth and intuitive. Hmm. Big, large screen, high DPI. It's a really great way to play old school adventure games, as, oh, as long as they're you know, suited for the platform. I take it back. There's one, ah, and I can't talk about this properly, but uh, there's one part of the first game that kind of needs two screens. Hmm. Well, maybe the sequel will get ported to iPhone. Please. Yeah. The, on, with the with the what's it called? The pixels on the on the 3ds. You could probably fit you can fit four of those on a iPad. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing about the 3ds double L is like, really, I need my obnoxious 3D in wonky resolution now. Well, why, it's not gonna be wonky. They're keeping the same aspect ratio, same pixel counts. Please. Yeah, but it's gonna be like twice, like same pixel count across. Hey, you know, okay, essentially but twice people the size. love the, the DSXL. People love playing their DSX games on that like it's fine you can hold it back further from your face it's nice it's big you gotta squint you know squint a little bit you don't have so to squint turn, oh my turn gosh up, turn on the brightness so you don't look very come I, on please. the problem it's is good. that the ds games on the 3ds get washed out the colors don't work right there's something up with that and uh so <clears throat> you kind of need to do the full-on experience apparently not for this group but from what i hear from people who have dsi excels and love them um to really play uh these games properly now in your home if like you're not really a portable person you want the big home experience you need a dsxl or excuse me a dsi xl and a 3ds xl for your cinematic portable rpg goodness on your couch and that seems a bit ridiculous to me how many of these systems am i going to own eh, not that many i still haven't bought a dsxl a dsi xl i keep waiting you on say it. still still as if you were supposed to yeah I always got the feeling that, like, if you're going to play through a library of DS games from your house that you've got sitting around, you should get a DSi XL, and that's the best experience. Man, Nintendo's marketing sure has worked. Well, it's... They're on method. Nintendo doesn't market like that. They market it for old people. No, but the fact that it's you the even fan think marketing. that's the way it's supposed to work, that means someone is doing their job right. I know. All the podcasts I listen to, I blame them. They're just trying to spend my money. What podcast? The only person I've ever heard who's like fanatical about the 3DS XL is uh, Garnet Lee. Uh, I've heard um, a lot of podcasts that I listen to, like Player One Podcast, for example. They really like it there. Uh, so, all right. Well, whatever. 
The Super Smash Brothers being developed by Namco Bandai. Does this spell gloom, doom and gloom? Not really. It spells Pac-Man versus Mario. Oh. So, all right. Already looking on the positives of what other characters can we get thrown into the mess here, huh? Can I? Uh, can we just throw in maybe I don't know a Gundam or something? That would that would make things a lot easier. Ooh. Oh man! Now now I'm seeing Kirby getting hit with a gespenst kick. Yeah, that that would be quite funny. Or actually, no, Kirby swallowing any of the Gundams. That would also be funny. Kirby's getting a shining finger, and you know it. <laughs> 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 Somehow, Chris, you managed to make that sound dirty. Because <laughs> it is dirty. It's shining finger. Give me a break. No, no, you forgot about the ultimate version, the shining erupting finger. Oh. I thought it was a shining hand by the time he was done, wasn't it? That was still just a finger. Oh, was it? Okay. I thought, yeah. it, I thought it went from the finger to the hand. <laughs> it was weird. Finger's all you need. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so Namco Bandai is the development team that will be making Super Smash Brothers. I guess Nintendo didn't have a dev team sitting around that could work on this, so they uh, farmed uh, Sakurai out along with some other Nintendo talent, and they're going to go work on Smash Brothers with uh, Namco Bandai developers because they were going to start a new on... team, and they were like, uh, this is going to take so long if we start a team from scratch. Let's get a current team. What team did they get from Bandai is my question. Is this a Tails team? Because that would be awesome. Like it is oh, a few tails personnel and some other people. <laughs> it is. They could. Ah. They they could have got the guys who'd made um, Tales of Versus, which was basically Super Smash Brothers with tails on characters. Oh really? That didn't come out here, did it? No, it didn't. See, what I want it to be is like whoever's making their Gundam fighting games over at Namco Bandai. What you mean, like Gundam Extreme Versus? Yes. Wouldn't that make more sense? Uh, probably, I, but actually, really... the Tales of thing you just described probably makes more sense. But I was hoping yeah. for more Gundam. I want like this one to be like the actual arcade fighter <laughs> Super Smash Brothers. It's like this is actually a tournament level thing. Let's just go crazy with this. What? What do you mean it's more balanced than Street Fighter 4? Hmm. Anybody actually want that from a Nintendo fighter? No, of course not. No. Everyone wants to just nope. Everyone wants the characters beating each other up and clapping for each other at the end. <sighs> Okay, so well, how about this? To be honest, I was going to say, to be virtually honest, if I want a fighting game like that, they've already made it. What? Well, as in, you know, if they want stuff like that. I'll just stick with playing the Gundam ones because oh, okay. um, I kind of prefer them to Nintendo's franchises, maybe. Mm. All right. So here's the thing. Uh, oh, did I just lose my thought? Oh, wait. No, my thought's gone. Oh, oh, I lost it. Darn. Oh, well. Goodbye, thought. I miss you. All right. So Super Smash Brothers, developed by Mamco Bandai, and I can't remember what I was going to say. Shoot. Kingdom Hearts 3D, getting a collector's edition. Who among the RPG crew will be in first line for it? Will be first Tell me more. What? Oh, we've covered this a while ago. Uh, here, I'll go to Amazon. Kingdom Hearts. Google edition. during yeah. podcast. So Enter. in this thing, you get a fancy case that's not that fancy. It's like a plastic sleeve around your case. Then you get a, like a big box, and inside the box is a number of postcards and some stickers and a 3DS, uh, like a little cover thing for your 3DS. Yeah? Doesn't that sound exciting? 
Good for you. We didn't get that. It's a magnetic <laughs> box, a copy of Kingdom Hearts 3D, a case skin cover, 12 art cards, and five alternate reality game cards that will allow you to unlock rare Dream Eaters in the game itself. So I guess those uh, those five cards are kind of like the big in-game item for you. It, it just sounds stupid to me. This this is like one of the worst collected. doesn't even look that awesome. I wouldn't say stupid. I'd say lackluster. Lackluster? Right. I don't know. That's, I don't know. It doesn't seem inherently dumb. It's just sort of like... It seems like a waste of money. Well, how much more is it? Uh, it's like 20 bucks more. Oh, okay. That is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take long. <laughs> well, it's always a short jump to stupid with Kingdom Hearts. Is it? Is that how that works? Yep. Goofy's right there. I mean, stupid's not yeah, far. It's fifty four ninety nine versus thirty nine ninety nine, so it's fifteen dollar upsell. Well, if you're gonna waste your money anyway, I see. Okay. I don't know, man. For someone, there must be there might be gold in there. There might they can keep their I don't know trading cards in the magnetic box. I don't know what they're gonna do with the magnetic box. Hmm. All right. And what else we got? Uh, next question is your favorite YouTube channel to watch when it comes to gaming, tech, geek, or pop culture. Does anybody watch a YouTube channel? No. No. Yeah. Uh, I the only one I really pay attention to actually is uh, a British guy called Doctor Ashens. Doctor Ashens. All right. Tell me about Doctor Ashens. Oh, he just basically buys crap from uh, Poundland. So basically, dollars the the English equivalent of dollars Poundland, the English equivalent of dollar stores. Oh, okay. And just um, sticks it on his sofa and laughs at it. (laughs) I think the only you guys all watch Epic Meal Time. That's a YouTube channel, right? Well, I don't like subscribe to the channel or anything. I just when I think of it, it's like oh, it's Epic Meal Time. I watch like uh, ten of those now. Thinking about it, the other thing that he does is um, he occasionally buys the um, like extremely awful dot matrix console ripoff things, the pop stations and their der- various derivatives. Oh, the Nintendo V. Yeah, he buys those. What are these? Basically, like the- they're like they're they're knockoff. They're they're like handheld consoles designed to look like oh, we have well, some of those. Like PS- yeah, but they're just like dot matrix. Crap. Dot Matrix? Whatever. Yeah. Graphics what? chip, like four bits. So they're not even, they don't play like actual Nintendo games or anything? No, of course not. Oh, okay. Although, actually, one of the ones he did a long time ago, over a year ago, was an actual, like, functioning uh, Nintendo Wii ripoff. I'm actually just looking for it now. Um, and it, was, it wasn't like a, um, like, it wasn't like the other ones. It actually had games. Did proper games. They Good. looked terrible. They looked like SNES games or something, but... Now I'm just seeing if I can find it. Yeah, there we are. Hmm. Alright. <laughs> I think maybe the only... But the, I don't even go to the YouTube channel. I just watch this trade from the website. I was going to say uh, Red Letter Media. Ooh, that's the guy who gives the scathing reviews of Star Wars movies and stuff. Yep. Oh, yeah, then. I'm going to throw a shout-out to uh, Game Society Films. It's like a spinoff of the Chad Vader guys, and they just do, like, little Let's Plays, including um, Christopher Walk-In-Throughs, where they have a Christopher Walk-In-Throughs? 
Yes, he. Someone does an impression of Christopher Walken as he does like a little walkthrough of a game level. Oh my gosh! I want to watch. So, this. like yesterday, he did one for Call of Duty Three, and he was just talking about like one multiplayer map, and it's like, it, it's hilarious actually. Oh, you're not going to give us your Christopher Walken? <laughs> like I can't, I can't do an exact quote from the episode. Is the problem? Oh, okay. I want to watch that. All right, so that's that's our YouTube channels. Christopher walking through and Doctor, who's his name? What's his name? Doctor Ashens. Doctor Ashens. Yeah, yeah, just uh, Ashens. Oh, just Ashens uh, on YouTube. I do follow RPGamer dot spelled out with the dot com. <laughs> they have a pretty good YouTube channel. Well, at least someone's thinking of us. All right. <laughs> I need to get the YouTube password. Got some weird comments on our E three videos. Do you know what's really popular at E three? Apparently. Making fun of Anna playing Kingdom Hearts. That's apparently that, a, a that YouTube video got pastime. Views. I know. It's pretty. That's pretty good for our YouTube channel. Oh man, Kingdom Hearts. Always good for a few thousand views. All right. Uh, oh, that's our letter. Thank you, Ocelot. If you'd like to send feedback to the podcast, you got a few ways to do it. First off, podcast at rpgamer.com. You can also go to our message boards at board.rpgamer.com. Unfortunately, today's week, uh, today's uh, thread devolved into an argument about the meaning of the phrase AAA titles, so I didn't include any feedback from that. Um, it's a bullshit term! <laughs> yes, it is. That's why it wasn't very interesting to talk about. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, and Neither does the phrase core gamers. Core gamers. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, you could also let it says, oh, we have a voicemail. Yes. I don't need to talk about voicemails. I can give you an example. I forgot to cue this up. I'm so sorry. As I break everybody's ears. All right. right, right. Voicemail. Voice. Google Voice. Google Voice. All right, guys. Here we go. Voicemail from Prinny says. Hey, RPG cast. It's Prinny here, dude. Today I decided to talk in my normal voice. Yes, folks. This is the voice behind Prinny, dude. I may use different voices in the future if they're not annoying to me or to you folks, but let me talk about why I'm sending this message. I was chatting with Wolf in the chat room a few weeks ago about anime, which inspired me to come up with this question. Uh, today's question is, if you were given the task of picking an RPG story, just the story itself, to turn into a movie, TV show, or book, which would you choose and why? All right, you have a nice one. Dude. I just want to say dude after everything he says. But, uh, yeah, there we go. If you had a choice... First of all, do you like Prinny's uh, normal voice? I don't know, dude. Seems to be lacking a little something there, dude. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, how did he... His voice... I went back and listened to the old email, uh, the old voicemail, and he um, he does a good job of changing his voice for that other call, because uh, it's not just going to falsetto. He did... He's a he's like a voice actor or something. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, I like it. So, Prinny, dude asks us, what RPG story would we want to turn into, um, what do you say, a movie, right? Book? Movie? Something? Something. Yeah. And I'm mm. thinking... I'm, Persona 3. Persona 3. Well, that's well, already... That is yeah. getting a movie. That, I think that already is, is it? isn't it? Yeah, it's turning into an anime. Yeah, they, they, they announced that Persona 3 was getting a movie at, in the last episode of the F- Persona 4 TV anime. Ah, I see. See, and that's the other one is Persona 4. All right, well, those are already done, so those are we can knock those down. 
Um, I would propose like a full-on treatment of handling Xenogears properly. And I don't want to book. so overwrought. I don't want to book because of that. It needs to be trimmed down. So I'm thinking HBO miniseries. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to cut out. I want to cut out all the fat of Xeno Gears and just uh, get me uh, some cool stories <laughs> an and a crucified, crucified choo choo. You know. I can imagine this right after you know, from the people who brought you the wire in Game <laughs> of Thrones comes the PlayStation One remake of Xeno Gears. Oh, I can. I can wait to hear the Twitter feeds talking about <laughs> last night's episode of Xeno Gears was insane. Speaking so of good. Twitter people. Don't spoil the, the end of Legend of Korra for me. It's not up on the tubes yet. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. Can't you just watch it live? Um, I don't have... Oh, you don't have cable? I, uh, no, I do have cable. Oh. I just don't remember what time it's actually on on my Nick affiliate. Do you so not like, have like a DVR or anything? I don't have a DVR. Oh. I'm not quite... Oh. Like, this if is a first world for problem cable, in Why action. would you not get a DVR? Like, what's the point of paying for cable without DVR service? I don't Just pay don't for cable. It. Well, then, I, I, yeah, I, I understand not having cable or not having... I, I, but, like, if you're going to go through the, the trouble of paying for cable to, like, not have the ability to watch your shows when you want to, eh, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Anyway... Legend of Korra, that's uh, that's your game. That's not your game. That's a TV no, show. Uh, What's your game? As for a game, okay, the joke answer is obviously I want to see Final Fantasy VIII uh, oh. portrayed as a radio drama. No, no. It's, it's... an hour, the hours of silence uh, to represent <laughs> many ellipses of the game. No, it needs, to be, it needs to be TV so we can actually cast Robin Williams in the show. <laughs> oh. All right, do you understand oh, how yeah, important this is? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Robin have. Williams has voice acting experience. He could do a radio drama. He could do all the characters himself. Yes, I would. Probably. I would pay money for that. <laughs> but <laughs> actual <laughs> game, actual Robin Williams' school would be legendary. <laughs> Instead of his own character, or just because he's doing all of them? Just because he's, he's doing all of them. All right, all right, fair enough. Yes, Robin Williams. Final Fantasy VIII uh, voice play. All right. <laughs> what else we but for reals, I would not. I would love a, a good Deus Ex movie. Deus Ex movie. Hmm. Actually, yeah, that that would be kind of good. Based Isn't on the first the game or something. Even, even the thirds wouldn't be a bad. Even Human Revolution wouldn't be half bad as a movie. But yeah, the first one. Yeah, they could clean that up some and make it more tight. That'd be fun. I like that. Because the plot yeah, um, is not like ridiculously dense, you could definitely trim that down to like two hours. I, they you need know, to fix the ending. Movie. Movie. Well, well, actually, it already is too. It's an anime movie. Well, both well, all of Bioware's properties are probably end up as a movie at some point, either anime or real. Yeah, but it's not an adaptation. Like the Dragon Age movie is not the movie version of the story of Dragon Age. It is. No, it's an extension. Well, you know, it doesn't have to be a movie version too. I, I don't. I wouldn't mind if some series. What just is the got, Dragon like, Age movie? Extension. What is this? It was in theaters. I think Sam saw it, right? What? It's it's a anime movie from the team that did uh, Appleseed and Vexil. So it's that funky cel shaded CG thing, and it's about yeah. Cassandra from Two and her being all like, "I kill dragons and fight blood mages." Did you see it, Scott? Yeah, I watched it. Tell me what you think. I want a quick little review. Um, well, for that, you can go to BaxiProducers.com. Oh, for goodness sake. Oh. And to Bull crap. Bull where I crap. It quickly. 
but yeah, no, it's actually not very good at all. <laughs> it's a okay. it's, it's a Japanese made anime movie of a Western game. Is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, you know, that should you, turn out great. You say that, Chris, but EA has a habit of doing that. They did one for. Uh, they've done two already for Dead Space, and they did one for. Uh, they did what? What? They did this they for, did Dead one Space? for Dante's Inferno. No. What? Yeah, the there's two anime movies for Dead Space. Really? Yeah. I didn't know this. And they did one for uh, actually Are they canon? the one they did for Dante's Inferno. Yeah, though, yeah, they're canon. And the one they did for Dante's Inferno was particularly different because it was actually an adaptation of the whole game. And they had six different anime directors make it so each level of hell has a different director and a different, completely different art style. So See, it's very that's jarring. Clever. That's actually clever. That's no, because they did that with the Dead Space movie where it's a, it's a flashback and each flashback for each person. Well, it's like, not clever Dead there. <laughs> Okay. No, with the six levels of hell, you have a reason for it artistically. Okay, fine, fair enough. But I mean, they handled it, it so poorly in the die because the Dead Space movie is on Netflix, so I just checked it out. And oh, and you haven't each, seen the. In each uh, each flashback is a completely different. Uh, once again, a completely different uh, famous anime studio, and it's just so jarring. All the different art styles that it's well, it's a jumble mess. Like, well, it's great because it's a famous anime studio and usually like a second tier director from that studio because yeah, it's sad because you hear like from the people in the shell they get shit directors. The coffee boy from the studio that brought you <laughs> goes in the shell. <laughs> I like it. Like I'm surprised the Animatrix had good people on it now. Yeah, yeah. I think Back. the model that EA's been using is the Animatrix, you know, and they actually did a pretty good job of taking completely different styles and stitching it together into one narrative. Yeah, is the Animatrix really one narrative? No. Well, it's a series. Well, I guess yeah. one overall idea of stories, right? Sure. Uh, to be really honest, I, the, the one RPG I think I wanted to become an anime series eventually did anyway. What was that? Uh, Super Robot Wars original generation. Yeah, did did come in anime <laughs> series. <laughs> this is our this is the one we made, so it's not based off an anime, and we don't have to worry about licensing requirements. Well, but let's hilarious. turn it into an anime. <laughs> yeah, no. What's hilarious is they did OG two, and they were like, "Well, let's make all the hookubines a big deal, except let's use the weird variants that don't look like Gundams because we don't want to muddle the brand." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, uh, that's. It's kind of what happened. Also, they got they got the, the the director of the second series's calling card is basically oodles of fan service. Hmm. It's kind of what Masami Masami Obari kind of does. I want Smash Brothers the movie. <laughs> oh, Scott, I just want to ask you: Does the Dragon Age movie add anything important to the overall lore of the world? I mean, is it something that you're going to be missing out on if you don't watch it? The Pendergast clan is known for hunting dragons. That is all. <laughs> then what was the point? I asked this because they're actually doing the same thing with uh, BioWare's... I think they even tapped a different studio, but the sort of same idea with uh, Mass Effect 3, starring James Vega. Yeah, no, the biggest failing of that one is that they didn't take the opportunity to have an anime studio make a Blasto movie. Yeah, that would have that would have been glorious. Blasto, of course, is the parody sci-fi film that you get to hear about from the advertisements in Mass Effect. Oh, and it's starring awesome. the starring the first Spectre from <laughs> the the first Hanar Spectre. Yes. Oh, that would be amazing. and his Elcor partner. <laughs> yeah, in a parody of black exploitation movies. <laughs> well, the 
like Blasto Six is basically Lethal Weapon Two. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just is. <laughs> yeah, it is. It actually is. You know, if they did that though, you'd think, well, Bioware has such a great sense of humor about themselves. What a great, what a great idea to expand the fiction. Fans will love this. Instead, they do a dead serious James Vega anime show. Yeah. And speak of a character I don't want more backstory of, James, James Vega. Vega. Yes. You don't like Freddie Prince Jr.? He was all that. That was his voice? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't care. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. There's characters I care about in that series, and Mass Effect seems to do everything it can to not involve them anymore. So, screw that. In fact, let's, let's make that our first news item. Everybody, this Tuesday is Mass Effect 3, the re-ending it's coming out finally. The extended the re-ending. cut. I think they're calling it extended cut. Here, let me get my story yeah. list. I, I just directed it with new nude scenes you've never seen. Before. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> nude scenes, except that it's not. It's called Mass Effect Three Extended Cut. They've got a full FAQ up. Go to our delicious links. Uh, RPGamer. Excuse me. Delicious. dot com slash RPGamer slash two two seven, and you can follow all the story links here, and you can Wait, see. That's so easy. All I have to type in is delicious. Two, delicious seven. RP Gamer in two two seven. It's episode two twenty seven in the show. That's how you remember. Oh, delicious dot com slash RP Gamer slash two twenty seven. That's all. Jack- all our episode links. You you change the number and you get the other episodes. Yeah. All right. So Mass Effect three extended cut. <laughs> We've got. There's a video up there advertising it. They got some a making of wallpaper. stuff. They've got a special wallpaper because you're not completely sick of Mass Effect at this point and you want to put it on your desktop. I'm so done with Mass Effect right now. Does anyone else feel just done with Mass Effect? No, but, 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 but one last yeah. thing before you want to. Uh, we're done my partner is definitely done with it. Yeah. Oh, hold yeah. on. Manny has one more thing for us in Mass Effect. Go hit us. I was going to say, it, it, seems, it doesn't seem like a small little, it's a pretty sizable download. Two one, gigs? Yeah, 1.9 gigabytes. And you have to start your save to see all the stuff in it. You start your save from before. Oh, I shouldn't say that because that's a spoiler. Um, it's not like it's not so there's there's a save point yeah there's a save point where it makes sense if you want to see all the endings and then there's a save point from before all that mission and stuff and they want you to go to the save point from before all that mission and so and that's where you have to go back so it sounds like they integrate it throughout a, a, a longer portion of the game than i thought they would you know i have to give them a little bit of credit though because it sounds like they they actually went back got all of the voice actors recorded new dialogue New scenes. Yep. No, you're right. You it. So. Like, I was kind of this expecting it to be sort of like a half gig Fallout style ending where you just get the text roll <laughs> explaining what actually happened to every th- everyone. Like, like Animal House? It, like a still image, and it's just like, yeah. he went out to the Senate. Yeah, that's what yeah. Animal House did, right? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. So. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I was expecting that as well. <laughs> but apparently, we're getting more than that. Good on, good on you, guys. I don't think there's any good on you way out of this ending. It's just a badly written ending, and maybe you know. At first, I was excited they're trying to fix it, but at this point, it's like maybe they should have just cut their losses and gone and started work on another game. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Like with Dragon Age Two, they said, "Okay, we're done with the DLC. <laughs> Nobody liked Felicia Day after all. Let's just go make Dragon Age Three the way you wanted it." Hmm. <laughs> Is that how that works? Is that what they're doing? Do we even yeah, know that's they're, what they're doing? They're, Dragon Age Three, they're they're full production mode, well, at least full pre-production mode. Good, on it. Then, and if they're doing it the way we want, then we shouldn't hear anything about it for two more years. <laughs> I think that all we know so far is that it's going to be 
it's going to be about allegiance, you know, the fake French. Okay. Chevalets. I'm okay with that. Sounds fun. So well, I'm considering no, where the last one left Chris. off, I think Space Everybody. France is a good place to be. Yes, wow. Space France. <laughs> Space France. But you all say you're sick of it, but come on. Aren't, isn't everyone here who played Mass Effect 2 going to go back and see what's changed? Uh, uh, I think a couple of people no, I know are just I'm planning not... on looking it up on YouTube. Um, uh, yeah, I'm actually considering shorter, doing that. I, I would have looked it up on YouTube, but now that it seems to be extensive. It's the fact that I have to put more time into it that's making me less likely. <laughs> I don't know. It's Wow, you guys really are just done. I, it's like I moved on. It's like I don't have this desire to get more ending scenes. of an en- If they were changing the ending, it would be different, right? But they're not. It's the same ending with some extra scenes, and I hate that ending. So why do I want to go immerse myself in it more? Yeah, but extra, it sounds like more than just a few extra scenes, two, two gigs worth. Well, we'll see. All right. I'm going to try and force myself through it this week, and then we can talk about it next week. Oh, I didn't mind the ending, but I just don't fancy going and watching it again. <laughs> so. wow, but you can watch that. it three times with different color effects. It's so funny how everything has changed because I remember when this first happened, people were like, "They need a new ending. They need a change." It's like, no, yeah, like, no. they needed it then. They didn't need it now. E3 is over. I know exactly. Give me the new games. <laughs> yes, well, that's actually true. Uh, I'm sure this will be appreciated by anybody just getting into the game late or who's been waiting for the price to go budget because then they get the updated ending, and I think that's a good thing for them. So I, I shouldn't be completely unfair yeah. here. Great for me when I finally get the game a year yes. later. It's yes. going to be an amazing experience. Have you had the endings completely spoiled for you now? No, I have no idea what happens. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you've been able to keep that innocence. Yeah. I go in, uh, I go, I go into shutdown mode. I don't listen to anything. So yeah. that one day when I come back to it, I'll be like, you know what? That game was actually pretty bad. I see what everyone was talking about. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I can't wait for that discussion. All right, Diablo three having some uh, having a few struggles this week, so they put out their big one point zero point three patch. It's got a bunch of changes. There's nerfing things, they're changing things. People are upset about everything, and the biggest thing is, you know, if you buy the game online, uh, and you, you you're like, I'm gonna go buy Diablo three and play it, and you go down, you play and you play and you play, you get to level thirteen, you'll find you can't move forward anymore. You're actually stuck um, at the same point as you would with the demo or trial version of the game because something about their patch made it that uh, unless your payment information is verified, we don't let you proceed further in the digital version of the game. So this caused a huge crap storm and everybody's upset about it. And then Blizzard finally put out um, a statement that says... For security reasons, blah, 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 blah. We wanted to wait for the verification. Uh, As an unintended consequence of these security measures, players who purchase the game digitally after patch 103 are temporarily being capped at level 13 and not able to proceed past Act 1. We are working to correct this as soon as possible and provide another update. So that's the good news is they they aren't going to leave it like this. And for everybody who's upset and complaining on Twitter about how you don't actually get to fully play the game you just purchased... Um, it, it's going to be fixed. So <laughs> until then, uh, if you're going to buy it digitally, just get used to play a, a sparingly the first three days, and then you'll be able to play as much as you want. Just Pick, just let it sit over the weekend. It Pick it, it up on Monday. It needs to, it needs to settle. It 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 gets better with time. It's like leaving buying the beer and leaving it in your fridge for a season. Um, it, it'll taste better. You know, well, some beers at least. 
Uh, yeah, it's, take, it's taken me up to this point since the release of Diablo 3 to actually get out of Act 1. Not because it, it was actually? difficult. <laughs> Just you because, waiting? well, bored, I suppose. <laughs> we should get on and play. Come, uh, yeah, maybe come I should. Hmm. All right. Speaking of games that taken a while to play, I still have not beaten Okami. And... <laughs> It will now be at the point where it's being re-released for the second time. And we'll see if this will get me to finish the game. Okami HD has been announced for the PS3. It will be a PSN download title. It'll be 20 bucks, And uh, they've got a big old video up on YouTube that you can go watch and see uh, the differences. They've actually got side-by-side uh, shot comparisons in the game. And you can check out uh, what, they're, what they're changing. Anybody uh, looking forward to playing Okami again? Um, I still haven't actually got around to playing my PS2 copy, but then again, I only bought it for like a fiver, so. So the thing I was worried about is, I remember when the Wii version came out, some people said that the slightly, uh, that the graphics were like a little bit better or different somehow, and it didn't look as watercolory. So I was wondering, should I, is that same effect going to happen with the PSN version or not? And I really don't know. Have you, uh, watched the video yet? I did watch the video, and... It just looks like an HD version of everything. So, well, the thing is, I that video looks doctored. <laughs> like the PS2 footage looks so bad that it, it, it and hyper zoomed that I I don't know that it's actually giving me a true representation of what it would look like to my eyes on my couch. So I kind of want to get it side by side, but from like some unver some less biased source. Yes, a less biased source than their marketing department. Yes, that would be nice. But here's the thing, uh, I'd be playing my PS2 upscaled on an LCD TV, which is going to look terrible. So maybe maybe this is the way to do it. Hmm. I don't know. When does this come out? Couple months. Uh, couple months. They didn't couple say. Months away. It will also support the Move controller, and I have a Move controller, and this might be one of only two games I will actually play with my Move controller, given that Move controller support seems to be disappearing rapidly. What you aren't going to play sorcery? Where you can I, that's one your of the two games. That's one of the two games. <laughs> I got sorcery for my birthday from right. from my sister because for some reason I put it on my Amazon wish list out of raw curiosity. So I'm totally going to try it out. All right. <laughs> but don't worry, my birthday wasn't that bad. I also got Pokemon Conquest, so don't worry. Oh, <laughs> uh, Rainbow Moon. Sounds like a My Little Pony character, but no, it is a. It's apparently an RPG, a tactical RPG. In fact, it is coming out in Europe and Australia on July fourth. It'll cost. How do I do this? Nine ninety nine pounds, nine pounds ninety nine quid. What is it? Pence? Just nine pounds ninety nine. I'll nine? do. I'll just call it a tenner. Yeah, that's fine. Nine pounds ninety nine and twelve euros. How do the euros work? How do you say twelve ninety nine euros? Don't. They don't. don't. They don't. <laughs> say whatever to them. We think. They say whatever. Yeah, we, we don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-five Australian dollars. Twelve ninety-nine euros. And oh, also, it's coming out in North America for all my North American listeners. Coming out just sometime in July. They don't say the date. No, they've got a date now. It's July tenth. Oh, July tenth, and it'll be fourteen ninety-nine. Uh, yeah. And that's uh, that's it's a tactical RPG from. Whom? Oh, East Asia Soft. That's an interesting name. I don't know anything about this game other than it's being announced yeah, on our site. It's the developers who made Soldner X. Oh, that was published by Square Enix. Is this? Who's publishing this? 
Yeah, I think East Asia Soft is the publisher. Oh, they're the publisher? Okay, because Soldner X was, I thought it was a Square Enix title, wasn't it? Soldner X. I remember their PR being all over that. Maybe I'm wrong. I give up. Whatever. So the C- yeah, it's so- so- SideQuest Studios is the developer. All right, so East Asia Soft, I guess, is the one who did it. So they're doing it. And you said what soft? Um, SideQuest Studios is the developer. East Asia Soft is the publisher. SideQuest Studios. Sweet. Yep. And that's all we know is it's coming. We don't. Nobody's played it yet, right? I did write a preview last month, I think. So you did play it. You got a beta I didn't or something? Play it. No, that's oh. the icon research and oh, okay. report back. All right, so go back and look through our previews. How the heck do we do that on our site? Do we have a way of looking to previews? So go find the game page. It'll be linked on that for uh, Rainbow yeah. Moon. <laughs> I guess that's your best option. It's, it's on the white bar as well, I think, somewhere. Oh, is it still up there? Uh, no. might be. <laughs> latest previews. Yeah, it is. It's our latest preview as of May 31st, right there on the right side. PS3, Rainbow Moon, not a pony. It's a tactical RPG. So I like tactical RPGs, especially ones on PSN. I'm very interested in this, so I will have to give it a shot. It looks huge. There's so many ar- characters on the screen, though. How is this a tactical RPG? It looks more like Army Command or something. What's going on? Nobody knows because we haven't played it. All right. Blades. Unchained Blades. Unchained Blades. Anybody heard of this one? All right. Well, let me inform you. This is a first-person dungeon crawl game that's announced by Xseed. It's coming on uh, June 26th as a PSN download for $29.99. A 3DS version of the game is also on the way. And it will be uh, It's a PSN download to play on your PSP. It is not a uh, PlayStation 3 game. It's a PSP game. Um, available for download only, I assume? Yeah. Yeah, only download. So anybody looking for a first-person dungeon crawl? Oh, wait, that was me. I was looking for a first-person dungeon crawl. Is anybody else yeah, looking you were for the a first-person dungeon crawl? No? Not at the moment. No, I, not really. Okay, so here's the thing about Unchained Blades. Now I have to wonder between this and Class of Heroes 2 which one I'm going to play. But in addition to that, um, this one's 30 bucks. That's a lot for a PSP game right now. And Xseed cannot confirm that we'll work on the Vita. Which I think is uh, pretty harsh right now. You can't, your game's got to work on the Vita if you're coming out at this point, don't you think? Uh, I don't know. All right, so they've got a website. they got some screenshots. You can check it out. It's a first-person game. Hopefully we'll get, a, we'll get a reviewer on that as soon as possible and see what's up with Unchained Blades and see if I can add Scott Wachter back to this call. He disappeared on me. He fell off the internet. He fell off the internet. Scott fell off the internet. That's okay. Scott! Scott! Scott? Oh, he all disconnected. Oh, well. Maybe Scott can tell us about Growlancer. Is it Growlancer or Growlancer? I've been saying Greylancer, but I like Greylancer. Hello. <laughs> I am not on Skype right now. Please leave a message. Oh, sweet. Your we got voice, voice will mail. be recorded by Power Grimo. Power Grimo. Thank you. <laughs> Scott, we're calling you back <laughs> because you disconnected. I hope Power Grimo can give you this message and let us know when you will be available again. Do you like the cadence she has? I like how clear and, and, and 
and calm she was as she discussed everything with us. All right. Growlancer or Growlancer or Growlancer. Yeah. It's uh, a game that's being published here by Atlas. Remember? This was one of the G games that ends with R. They did that cra- crazy little uh, campaign a while back. That like, Which game will this be? It starts with the G. It ends with an R. It's an RPG. It's on the PSP. And people were like, Gutenjir, Growlancer, both. And I was right. It was both. Uh, the PSP remake in fourth entry in the Groundlancer game, it will be series rather, it'll be out on July 31st. And that's uh, the update we have for you right now is just that date of July 31st. You've been waiting for Groundlancer. Wait not much longer. Any fans of the Groundlancer series here? No, but I have pre ordered it. Pre ordered it. So uh, Wolf in our yeah. chat room points out that uh, Groundlancer is being done with the artwork by the guy who did the adventures of Captain Tita and crap tons of super detailed hentai. Apparently is what this artist is uh, f- famous for. I didn't know that. Hmm. Plastic Little. I don't know what Plastic Little is. He says that's related to the game as well. <laughs> Apparently Scott is still unable to reconnect to this call. He should be ready now. <laughs> I keep trying. He's in the call is the problem. It's like, I can't really re-invite him. He has to like press the button to get back in the call. Skype, you're such a piece of crap. Why is this so hard? All right, there we go. See if he gets in. Scott? Yeah. There you are. I need your opinion. What? Growlancer with art done by a guy who works on hentai? Yes or no? Um, You know, hentai artists, you, you know, hentai's a perfectly acceptable place to start in the Japanese art world. I mean, um, the Helsing guy definitely started in the porn side of things, and I, I don't think it's inherently a problem. All right. I'm not super, like, I don't have any strong ties to Growlancer, so it's like, whatever you want, dudes. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you have any ties to Unchained Blades? You didn't get your opinion uh, on that. No. <laughs> you are Unchained from Unchained Blades and not a fan of first-person dungeon crawls like the rest of the internet, apparently? I was okay with them when first-person gen- dungeon crawlers were all we had, yeah. but I think the genre has stepped like beyond dungeon that. Dungeon Keeper or Master or whatever the heck that was, all that stuff. Yeah. All right, back then. How about Final Fantasy VII? You like Final Fantasy VII? Um, no, but I do want to say this now. Yeah. Yes, it is getting reissued on PC. Oh, you're sure this of happened, this? Yeah. This, 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 no, this is me addressing the fans. This happens a lot in the PC game world. No, it means it won't get remade anywhere else. Just just crushing your dreams there. Really? Okay, so, so you're sure of this? Yeah. All right. So a, uh, this is weird. So they, how did this work? FinalFantasy7PC.com. FinalFantasyVIIPC.com. It's a domain that uh, Square Enix registered on the 15th of June, went live, and had a bunch of details about uh, a reissue of a Steam version of Final Fantasy VII. So it ha- according to this page, it'll have Steam f- achievements and the ability to have an online profile to compare your game progress with your friends and the character booster item to max out your HP, MP, and gill levels for when you find yourself stuck in a difficult section. And that character booster item apparently will be something you purchase as, like, microtransactions or something, which is crazy. 
What? Yeah. Final Fantasy VII with microtransactions. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we need, right? I, 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 can yeah. I be inclined to, like, sort of register sort of a, a level of disbelief or something? Mm-hmm. Okay, it, well, just making you're sure. the one who plays Tales games. You buy yeah. levels in that. Yeah, you can. Yeah. But it, not like I do. There's I better things to just spend saying. my yen on. And not like you have to do it here either. But, uh, yes, that's, that's, that's what it looks like. Steam release of Final Fantasy VII with some Steam features. Which is good, because if you've actually gone back, and I've tried this, and tried to get the Final Fantasy VII PC release to work on a modern PC, oh my gosh, it is not hey, worth your time. Final Fantasy VIII worked well enough. Final Fantasy VII was a very rough port to begin with. Like yeah, A lot they, of people they're, had they're issues with pretty... videos playing upside down and all this other crap. Yeah, they were, they were both pretty rough. I the, bought the, a voodoo fact... card for that game. <laughs> the main problem, actually, I've noticed that the main problem with both 7 and 8 now is um, the music in the PC version it uses uh, a MIDI synthesizer that doesn't exist on Windows anymore. Uh, they, yeah, they use the sound fonts. In One of the things that Final Fantasy VII supported was sound fonts on an AW64 Sound Blaster card. And yeah. yeah, I don't think any of those drivers work on any modern operating system and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, the, the eight made a thing about using a, like the Yamaha MIDI synthesizer or something. Well, okay, so with seven, you could use the Yamaha MIDI or the All sixty four sound fonts, and the sound fonts were apparently better. So I actually bought an All sixty four card for this game as well. Uh, this is the, the extent I went to to avoid buying a PlayStation. It was not a good trade. Uh, and I, I don't know about 8, because I never bought the PC version of 8, because I was at that point where I had a PlayStation and was like, this is a stupid idea to try and make this work on PC again. But yeah, so the Yamaha, what is that, SG MIDI or something like that? Man, yeah, it's old school. Oh, do you remember Crescendo plugins for browsers? No. Back when you needed a MIDI plugin to have certain sites work, like uh, that Final Fantasy Illusia, that Final Fantasy site and stuff like that? Oh, man, going uh, back to the early days of the web. <laughs> possibly, actually. Oh, man. Oh, old Final Fantasy what, fan sites. <laughs> Bring them back. Bring them back. I want it all back. All right. <laughs> I remember. Oh, no, forget it. Uh, now I'm going to start talking about Final Fantasy novellas and stuff. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> Final Fantasy right, VII, so, it's coming back. <laughs> that's good, though. Everyone good? I still, have my, I still have my old copy of it. What's good? That, that, it's a, that, yeah. that uh, some old school games are coming yes. to PC. I'm actually happy it's coming back. Um, is this a prequel? Is this a, like the first stage to hitting t- heading towards a remake? No. Who cares? I'm just glad. I've been saying this for years. All of these old. I wish all these old JRPGs were were on PC. I, I think just, you're right. If any, I just instead of a remake, I'm I'm more thinking like, whoa, what if they release Skies of Arcadia or like all these other people start seeing the trend and just start releasing all their games on Steam or that'd be fantastic. It would be fantastic, and so I'm excited for this. I hope it happens, and I don't know when we'll actually hear more about it. So, hmm. interesting entries on Steam's registry for Final Fantasy VII and VIII were discovered in last June, so it could be a very long time before we see this. Well, hopefully that means they actually are patching it to run on modern OSs and That's hardware. Probably what's taking them so long. <laughs> well, they have to, right? I mean, if it works on Steam, it's got to run on some subset of Steam computers at least. You shouldn't have to go back to Windows uh, 9095 to get full compatibility with with Final Fantasy VII. Oh, with the inverted duck video drivers. Oh my gosh, it was such a pain. It was such a pain. 
Darksiders 2 will hopefully not be a pain. And they're trying to make it easy for you to download all the DLC in the game. They're going to have a season pass. So if you're a big fan of Darksiders 2, anybody on the show? No. Uh, fan of Darksiders 2? <laughs> yeah. Wait, you said fan of Darksiders 2? Yes. It's not out yet. Okay, yeah, you be hyped up for the game before it comes out. Okay, are you hyped for Darksiders 2? All right, fine. I, liked, I thoroughly enjoyed Darksiders 1, and I am really looking forward to Darksiders 2. All right. But you're not going to buy... Are you going to buy it on release? Uh, why? Is there something special I should do? Well, I mean, release? the DLC season passes don't matter so much if you're going to wait for, like, a Game of the Year edition, you know? Uh-huh. So I, if you were, Manny, if you're going to go out and get this on release, the season pass will allow you to do this. Pre-purchase all three planned add-ons for discounted rate. That includes significant oh. new single-player content, with the first <laughs> being available roughly one month after the game ships, and the second and third pa- packs are planned to drop every month afterwards. Okay, I haven't actually heard this story, so there's going to be some sizable DLC. That's what it sounds like. All right, because I, I wasn't expecting that. Because w- well, it should be part of the. I guess I'm a little what worried. Saints. With Saints Row, they had a, a season pass and then a bunch of DLC that you didn't get with the season pass, and that concerns me that they might yeah. do that here too. Hmm. I guess that's the future, huh? And then South. Well, wasn't Park- the season pass DLC for uh, Saints Row like costumes and like the penthouse playmate characters that you don't care about uh think, didn't the, like, didn't the season pass for saints row also have or am i thinking no i'm thinking of the saints row the third here i yeah. thought it didn't have the costumes and only had like the story content am i, am yeah. I yeah, that's on that? it just had the story content yeah which is all you'd kind of want yeah i suppose but it's still kind of crappy you really to subscribe need to, hat a season pass in my mind, and this is probably wrong, but in my mind, it means you're subscribing to the DLC for the game, so you should kind of get everything. Um, you know, this, get, is, like, this know. is new territory. It's also muddy what people should and shouldn't be offering hmm. and how much you should be charging for it. Like, look, look at uh, the, the new Battlefield Elite thing. That's like 50 bucks, and what do you get? You get all the DLC and a couple of skins, but so this is worth the, uh, that much. If know. you go pre-order the game through Shop THQ, um, how's this word? Shop.thq.com. Apparently, you will get uh, the 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 pass for free. What? Yeah. So if you go pre-order it there, you'll get the season pass for free. So Shop.thq.com. If you want to pre-order Dark Siders two, THQ is in trouble. Then why? Because um, norm- that kind of offer means that they're trying to drive traffic to their own retail outlet, which means they're really trying to cut out any middleman and get as much money out of this for themselves. We know they're in trouble. (laughs) It's kind of public at this point. Yeah, but this is like kind of a desperation move. I don't know. It's not that big. All right. Anyway, you go there and you get your limited edition or your regular edition and it will come with with the season pass for free. So there you go. There's your plug, THQ. You manipulated the media well. All right. Well, interesting. Hey, free shipping in Canada. And this the chat room bad. has invented Ducksiders, a ducks a Ducktales tame <laughs> that that totally needs to be made. Ducksiders two, dark side, duck side of the moon. I want it. I so want Scott, it. are you going to pre-order this if it's free shipping in Canada? Not really. I think this might only be for the PC version. Like, it's what not the free shipping? Like, yeah. I don't. Oh wait, maybe. It's like probably listed won't. on every single entry on their store. Yeah, free standard shipping USA and Canada. Yep. The question is, do you get it re- day of release? No. You don't think? In Canada, I doubt it. 
But does that matter? Do you really need to be the first one on your friend's list playing to the playing game? Dark Siders? I suppose not. Any game, really. I want to be the first one playing Ducksiders, though. <laughs> All right, and I'm going to play it on my new 3DS XL. So that's the announcement, guys. 3DS XL is coming, and it's coming out soon, August 19th, same day that New Super Mario Brothers 2 comes out. Who's going to go pre-order New Super Mario Brothers 2 and DSi XL? No. Or D- 3 D- I'm calling it wrong. 3DS XL. <laughs> uh, I said not until they get rid of that damn Okay. Dude, they break the Circle Pad Pro with this update. It's not going to work on the new system. So if you've been uh, looking forward to using the Circle Pad Pro in Kingdom Hearts 3D, which will support it, uh, you're going to need to get a bigger one if you're buying this Excel version. Circle Pad Pro Extra Large Large, which mm-hmm. makes your your 3DS look like a, like a laptop, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Circle Pad Pro Plus. That's what it should be. All right. At that point, they might as well just put a keyboard in there. Hmm. I still kind of want to get one of these, but that's a lot of money for that. Yeah. Well, think about it. what can you do with two hundred bucks. I can do a lot with two hundred bucks, actually. That's a, a lot, lot of, of iPhone games. <laughs> What'd you say? That's a lot of beer. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of beer too. That's true. That's a nice concert. It's a lot that's of level boost nice for Final Fantasy Seven. Who knows? I don't know. It's just... true. You don't need it. I mean, maybe if you're in the market for a DS right now, that 3DS right now, you can be, well, it really bugs me that these things, I wish they came out with both sizes at launch because I would just buy the big one because I don't play these games out of my house. Chris, now now they get people to buy it twice. Why would they do that? Does it have a Nintendo matte finish? Is a bit like Capcom now. They punish. It, it's just punishment for early adopters. It is. You know, I, I've I've learned that I, the gaming industry has turned me not has has taught me not to be an early adopter. Just play through your backlog. I, they you know they they try to train you to pre-order everything and buy everything day one. But then I slowly realized why am I buying every single game the first day it comes out and then not even playing it for six months later and then by the time I'm ready to play it, it's twenty dollars. On any retail store, brand new. What am I doing? And I could say like, oh, I should buy the DLCs when it comes out. Why? Because that twenty dollar pack now has all the DLC included for free. Mm-hmm. That's true. So it's just I'm learning not to be an early adopter in the gaming business. You just play what I got. Like you know, I still haven't even finished. What's it called? Alan Wake. For goodness sakes. I don't. Have... <laughs> Dude, I have the limited book edition of that. I need to play that. No, you don't. It's not yes, good. We... I want to collect Duracell batteries or Energizer like batteries. <laughs> hey, hey. So you can power your phone. Verizon phone. Yes. 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 It's not irredeemable. Okay. Ah, whatever. <sighs> Natsume. And this that grunt is not a Natsume. It's the fact that I shouldn't have bought a 3DS when I did. should have waited and gotten it for $50 less and gotten much better bigger of a system all right with a better battery life apparently you know that's the saying though don't buy a system for what you hope it will be buy it for what it is yeah when you're at the at the time that you're considering no i don't mind you bought it yeah you were you're buying it for its future promise right no i bought it because i do a weekly podcast now and i like to have the latest stuff to talk about on the podcast i didn't know it was tax deductible i'm sorry (laughs) it's it's not tax deductible because i don't make an (laughs) income off this thing so Sadly, uh, I have to pay full price, but I don't mind doing it. I like I like being relevant on the podcast here. Uh, speaking of relevance, 
Natsume is staying relevant. Oh, that's a terrible translation. About <laughs> with announcements for 3DS and Vita owners. Uh, let's see. Harvest Moon, Game Boy Color, and The Legend of the River King will be coming for the Nintendo's 3DS eShop. And they also wanted to let you know that Harvest Moon Boy and Girl... This, how did Anna get this on the site? I bet this is her fault. Because this is not news. Harvest Moon Boy and Girl, Innocent Life of Futuristic Harvest Moon, and Harvest Moon Hero of Leaf Valley, or Hero Faux Leaf Valley, as we have it on the story, which I kind of like better. Hero Faux Leaf Valley. I like that. It's got some uh, cred on it. It will uh, let you... That, that's what Harvest Moon needs. <laughs> yes, it needs er, Hardcore cred. urban Urban farming. cred. <laughs> Hero <laughs> Philippe Valley, fool. And it will have... Uh, those are available on PSN right now. You can download them to play on your uh, PSP. And they are Vita compatible. So that's uh, some announcements that Nintendo made around E3 that probably got buried. And hence why we put a story up of it this week. So that's not too bad. Inazuma 11. Who's been waiting for this for forever? Um, uh, is... Do you guys do you guys even have the DS one yet? No, they don't. No. <laughs> I still haven't even played Inazuma Ten yet, guys. That's how yeah. far back we are. Yeah, but for in the European Nintendo Direct press conference that announced the 3DS, you guys got an announcement that Inazuma Eleven will be appearing in Europe later this year as Inazuma Eleven Strikers. Yeah, the first Wii one. Oh, is that the Wii one? Is that what that is? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of a spin-off. It's a so. spin-off. Right. Yes, yeah, so it's not really connected to the, like, the main DS series. Are we so. getting any of them? I don't think so. <laughs> I, uh, Rising Star Games, here's a mission for you. You want to do something useful besides just putting out cave shooters? Bring over Inazuma 11. All right, that's my call out to Rising Star. At which point nobody buys it because it's not Madden. <sighs> Seems like the only, useful, uh, the only thing Rising Star has accomplished lately is pissing off a bunch of Harvest Moon fans in Germany by delaying the release indefinitely. Of course, that's the European Rising Star. I wonder if they're run by the same people. Hmm. Well, if you're listening, let me know. Fire Emblem 3DS is coming, finally, to the West. So that's... Well, we already knew this, because Reggie made the mistake of uh, leaking it, because he didn't read his PR plan, apparently, at E3. But now we have the full announcement. Fire Emblem is coming out to 3DS in the West, and it will be out in 2013. So not this year, which is sad. But uh, that's all they said. It's coming out, and we don't even have a subtitle. Even though the fans have already subtitled it Awakening, we have no official subtitle for the West. Uh, that's coming out for you guys too, right? Over in uh, England? Yeah, uh, we were supposed to get it this year, but it's been delayed till next year as well. Hmm. I wonder what's up with that. Uh, oh, and here's that Harvest Moon stuff. So Rising Star Games has announced that uh, in Europe, Harvest Moon, The Tale of Two Towns, will be out on June 29th. Except for Germany, from what I can hear. So I don't know what's going on there, but uh, I guess they're working on fixing all that and getting it out in Germany. So if you're angry, talk to Heart Rising Sun Games. Rising Star Games, rather. So here's a weird thing. There's a bunch of fans in Germany who are upset about uh, the Harvest Moon Tale of Two Towns. They had a big pre-order co- campaign, and something got messed up, and they were going to have uh, the game come out there, and it's not coming out there right now on, on the same date as the rest of Europe. Something's messed up. They're going to fix it, I'm sure. But instead of complaining to Rising Star Games, the people publishing Harvest Moon over there, they're coming to Natsume's webpage, Natsume Incorporated, which is a U.S.-only company that only publishes games in the U.S., and they're complaining there and blaming them for not releasing Harvest Moon in Europe. Natsume, by the way, doesn't release any game in Europe. 
So I don't know what's going on, but Netsume has done a wonderful job of branding itself as the Harvest Moon Company if people who never get games published by them think that they publish games in their territory. I just thought that was interesting. Apparently no one else does. All right. Google, maybe Google? not your friend today. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? Like, Oh, they're typing they're, the, Harvest they're the Harvest Moon. Moon company, oh. then Google is probably driving some of that their way rather than where it should go. Yeah. All right. So Rising Star just needs to do a better job of establishing itself as the Harvest Moon publisher in Europe. Hmm. Oh, demo. Here's a here's one. And I, I started downloading this at the beginning of the show. Let's see if it's if it's done. Da-da-da-da. Open up my 3DS and go over here. New software has been added. Is it done? It's done. That's right. On my 3DS right now is sitting a demo of Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop distance and it can be sitting on your 3ds as well unless you're holding out for a 3ds xl or um, a 3ds that has the right analog stick built in and you will didn't they announce at e3 that they weren't planning new 3ds hardware and then a week later say there's new 3ds hardware did i miss that did i mistake that they said that didn't they like iwata said we don't want to do new hardware bunch of liars at nintendo all right anyway so the kingdom hearts 3d demo is uh is out and available now on the e-shop who's gonna run out and pick this up nope <laughs> nope all right nope nope there's a there's a trend present in my comments on all of this news is don't buy nintendo um don't buy nintendo and jrpgs aren't cool this week oh <laughs> this week is that symb- are you being figurative with that or you just mean this week's JRPG topics are suck? Yeah, this week's JRPG topics are the suck. Are the suck. Okay. Fair enough. Anna will probably play that demo. Actually, she played the demo and it's on YouTube and it's got 8,000 views. So <laughs> it's probably the same demo for me 3. Go watch it again, guys. Go watch so it again. You can finally start making Dragon Ball Z jokes about it. Yes. We want to get over 9,000 comments. That's right. All right, last maybe this will work for you. Like indie RPG, Scott. I do like RPGs. How about Penny Arcade Episode Three? You gonna pick that up? I I will on PC or Xbox Live. Probably Xbox Live. Well, no, I... you're not, because it's been delayed. So you're not no. getting it. It's been delayed because apparently people who use memory units who uses memory units apparently people who use memory units and pull it out at the wrong point of while playing will have corruption with their save files or something. So they have they that bug was found during peer review, which is how Xbox Live any games work. It gets peer reviewed when it gets enough reviews and it gets released, um, and so it's got to be resubmitted. But Microsoft has a delay on how often you can submit. Thanks, Microsoft. So it'll be pushed back at least seven days. So it will uh, be submitted again in June 27th at the earliest, and that means it has to get reviewed and blah, blah, blah. So late June, early July on Xbox Live. Still coming out June 25th on Steam. So all you PC gamers, you're cool. Maybe you should get on PC, Scott. Maybe I should. Maybe you should. Maybe I should. It's still only... I'm not in a huge rush, so we'll see. I actually already happens. have the game, so I just haven't played it yet because I haven't finished Penny Arcade Episode 2. Um, PC version is what I have. And uh, Oh, the way, Episode 2, but they're not like direct sequels, though. It, yeah, oh. it is. It's continuing I mean, the story. But, different, but they assume that it's been so long and it's a new developer that they're going to catch you up. Yeah, I'm sure they will, but I actually want to play it. I want to play it in okay. order. I, I think what I mean by it, direct sequel is it's not like... It's, it, I mean, Manny... It, it, 
it, in, as opposed to other games where it's like 60 hours to play the, the middle one before playing the third one, Penny Arcade Episode 2 is what, like six hours max? Yeah. Well, are you actually going to do it, though? Yeah. Yeah, I will, okay. because I enjoyed Episode 1, So, and there I already bought Episode 2. Internet? It's sitting on my Xbox. He's committed to doing the internet. Yeah, just when am I going to do it? Just, just keep an eye on his Raptor account. Yes, watch my and Raptor if, yeah, account. If it, and if it's if he doesn't have enough Chivos by next episode, uh, yell at him. I need more Chivos. That's right. By next episode, oh, I have to do God, it by are next we bringing week. Bringing that back in, <laughs> Chivos, really? <sighs> yes, because when you're a Chief Ho, it's very funny. Ah, is that what it is? All right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. It's time for everyone's favorite part of the podcast. That's right. MMO in a minute. Anna may not be here, but she has given me the... Unless it's someone else wants to do it. Anyone else want to do MMO Roundup? Or is that want me? me to do it? Yeah. All right. All right, MMO John. Hit us up with MMO in a minute. Um, World of Warcraft Mrs. Pandaria beta adds vanity glyphs and starts testing the new raids. Uh, Diablo 3 still in trouble. Patch 1.3 goes live. 1.0.3, yes. U.S. version of Grappolis launched? Huh. I don't know what that is. Maple Story reveals the look of Jet, a new character launching on June 27th. Nexon, uh, I think I might have actually played that. It's coming to Steam. No, Nexon is uh, a publisher. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. So they must be bringing their oh, games played, to sorry, Steam. I played one of their games. <laughs> um, two new closed beta tests, Warren Story and Prophecy Tactics. Rift introduces a mentor program. Fly FF Gold to launch on July 11th. Zyson welcomes back retired players. The Secret World NDA is lifted. Uh, Habbo Hotel brings their chat back. And Ion apparently has too many daily quests. Uh, I'm interested in that we one. We do what not cover Habbo Hotel. We are not eight-year-old little girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, pro- that was actually the reason why they muted the chat in the first place, according to the article. Oh, because oh, someone realized, hey, there's a lot of eight-year-old girls in here. Yeah. So apparently Aeon has a ton of uh, daily quests, and there's a big article on Joystick, or Massively, which is part of Joystick, uh, about all those quests that you can do in every aspect of everything in Aeon. So whatever. Uh, I don't also, think I ever found any of them. I, well, think, I, I think we have to I get spent... higher level before you worry yeah, about daily I, quests. I just spent all of my time when I played Ion just getting lost. I don't like Ion. I got bored with it. It looks nice, but... Eh. When Terra's out there, I'd rather play Terra. If I need my tertiary MMO fix. Uh, Secret World is uh, a game that's been in beta for a while. That's like the... I want to say it's uh, Lovecraftian influenced, but I don't know if that's actually accurate. Secret World is like there's there's multiple factions and and demons and stuff that people, normal people can't see and all that stuff. And it's MMO that's been in beta for a while. So I'm interested to see the reports on that, but... uh, I haven't gotten a chance to actually play a beta. So if anyone's been playing that, and now that the NDA is off, write in. Tell us about Secret World. So I want to hear about that. And let's see. And anything else? Oh, no, that's it. So we should talk about what we've been playing. Wait, um, isn't there a new Final Fantasy Eleven expansion announced? Oh, oh I don't I have a news about... story on that. Yeah, no one actually wrote yeah, anything. I, I heard about well, that. I think it sort of came out yesterday evening, so... I, think, new... like, I was thinking of doing a story on it, but at that point, it was still a rumor that hadn't been confirmed. Let's see if their yeah. official website has anything on it. Seekers of Adulin, Adulin, yep. A-D-O-U-L-I-N. There's a trailer, 
And oh, what's wow, the really? Play? Yeah, there's a trailer. And, yeah, on their site. And what have they told us? There's a page, and it's coming in 2013. Whoa, whoa. Two new classes? Yes. Geomancer and something that's not yet announced that looks like a berserker or something, something with a big sword. But uh, Geomancer oh, is what is announced. And there's new areas. And this really scares the hell out of me for Final Fantasy XIV. Because, like, what the hell? <laughs> Are we just going to keep Eleven going forever? Is that the plan? I guess it hey, is. Chris, well, I'm trying to watch the trailer yeah. here. Chris, oh, really? Ultima Online is still going. Oh, my gosh. Do they still release expansions for Ultima Online? I think they do. Every couple of years, there's usually, like, there hasn't been one in a while, but they do keep updating it. Like, I remember a year ago, they started letting players customize the color of, like, pretty much anything. You know, when they went ahead and made Final Fantasy XI um, set up where they were going to raise the level caps to 99 and stuff with all these free updates and, and whatnot, it, it, I kind of got the impression they, they were done. It's like, let's get the level cap to 99, make it easy for everyone to experience all the story content we've got in the game, um, go at it, and, you know, have fun, and then we'll wind down and we'll transition to 14. That doesn't seem to be happening. <laughs> Now it's like, all right, uh, let's add a new expansion. I guess they won't need a new level cap for it. I don't, I don't know what their plan is. Well, they've spent they spent all of the time up to this point raising the level cap, so I'm not really sure where they're going to go. Yeah, I mean, do you not have new content for people with current characters to play? I guess you don't need to. I people love to level alternate jobs in that game, so that would work fine for them, I suppose. Uh, so, man, this is a terrible trailer, isn't it? person running around an empty city in a straight yeah. line that's not look at very... our graphics and the graphics don't Which look any different off. so it's just yeah. like so it's exactly like playing final fantasy 14 yes <laughs> no the 14 cities aren't really empty well oh wait no the last time i logged in was during the free free week so maybe maybe that's not true um i like the concept art yeah well it's a mono a it's mono a mono stuff. art so of course it's pretty cool to look at but Ooh, this expansion's only for 360 and Windows. I guess they've officially dropped PS2 support. What? I wonder if they did that a while ago. I wonder if they did that a while ago and I just don't realize it. But no, they they kept it. They kept it up. Well, no, that doesn't mean the game will stop. Just that they're not adding the new content to it, right? It's finally too advanced for the PS2. I hope so. That I mean, if you really want to make this game awesome and continuing forward in the future in my opinion you cut the ps2 spec uh, i would probably cut the 360 spec as well and do a complete graphics engine update add like um add-ons and stuff and just make it like a relevant mmo but uh, well ultimate online as far as i know hasn't done stuff like that it's still going after something like 12 years i'm not saying that's the only strategy for success i just i'm just trying to think of how to really put it in front of everybody and and get it out there again. Like, hey, look, Final Fantasy XI now looks amazing again and has all this new stuff. But, um, they're going the expansion route, which is fine. So, No, yeah. I'd probably buy it. Really? You're going to go back and probably. play it some more? Yeah, probably. Michael finally unsubscribed from it, and I'm assuming this will get him back into it. He probably will. <laughs> yeah. He's rather addicted to that game. I think he only unsubscribed because he really actually ran out of stuff to do. So. It's his fault for like spending all of his free time in it. No, it, no that's fine. He finished. I'm glad yeah. he actually knew that he was done. 
Oh, look, there's a live webcam of people running around the Juno auction house. And a creepy... Oh, that is a very creepy uh, Moogle costume. That's scary. Huh. Where do you get a Moogle costume from? All right, someone write and tell me how to get a Moogle costume. All right. So who's been playing stuff? I play stuff. All right, what'd you play? I have been playing Pokemon Conquest. Woo, me too. Anyone else playing Pokemon Conquest? Oh, it's just uh, us? I don't, think it's, I don't think it's out yet in Europe. Well, Anna's just walking in the door. She's been playing Pokemon Conquest. Uh, uh, what's Pokemon Conquest for? Uh, DS. 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 It is DS, so I can't actually buy it when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could import it right now, I think. Yeah, the Pokemon games, you'll notice, don't even use the DSi features. <laughs> like, we want this to be as generically playable as possible. We we need as many people to buy this as possible. Okay, okay. So I know nothing about Pokemon consoles. What, what am I missing out here? What's, what's What makes this so special? It's an easy strategy RPG with Pokemon. With just a Pokemon strategy RPG? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So, well, like, Pokemon trainers are... Now military generals. Mm-hmm. Yep, your feudal warlords with wait. Why hats. are you feudal? I thought this was Pokemon. Yep, it it's takes place it's in a... in feudal Japan, and it's Cause... the the legend, the romancing the three kingdoms story. No, romancing the three kingdoms is a Chinese story. Oh, whatever then. Yeah, you're looking at uh, this. I think it's Sengoku era, Japan. Yeah, it is. It's. I don't know this... any of the history, so. <laughs> Those games because are all the it's same. a mashup of the Nobunaga's ambition games and Pokemon, they felt. Oh, okay. So there's the. That's why there's half generals, half Pokemon. Yep. So each general has a Pokemon. And Wait, are these are these are all historical figures? Mm, yeah, they're all historical. Yeah, figures. Not all of them. Hey, most of them. Most. Most. Of them? Most. most. Okay, that was a conversation killer. Yes. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, it was. okay, so okay, all so, right. So here, 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 here let me tell you. Generals. So you, you've got you've got a Pokemon per, per general, and you recruit the generals after battles by beating them in the battles, and you level up your Pokemon by developing your. You know, instead of at the battle at the end of instead of getting experience, you level your link, which is like your relationship with your Pokemon as it levels up. It's 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 experience basically as it levels up. The Pokemon you've got gets stronger. Okay. But in addition to that, you can also find new Pokemon. And your generals that you have can go and link with those new Pokemon, and they might form a better bond with those other Pokemon. In fact, you usually want to find the perfect Pokemon match for each general. And then you level up that relationship by beating battles, and you'll get stronger and stronger Pokemon. And then you're also going from... You're taking over castle by castle on a map. So there are a bunch of castles, and your goal is to take over all the castles on the map, and then you can win the game. So... and. Within each battle, it's a tactical RPG, six versus six Pokemon on each side. Uh, all you see on the map is the Pokemon. You don't see the general. The generals, really, all they factor in the battle system is they give you a special move. Each general has kind of a different special move available. And then you can you use that on the, on the battlefield. It's very simple tactics. Uh, the important part is to remember type matches in Pokemon. Like, you want to use fire against grass-type Pokemon, that sort of stuff. And you can you go through and you beat them up on a tactical grid. And there's no facing and stuff. Uh, facing matters, but like you can't choose what direction your Pokemon faces and stuff. It's very simplified. But uh, it's a tactical system, kind of like you're used to. So strategy RPG with Pokemon. Take over the map. Beat the game, win the world, and then part two starts. And I don't know what happens in part two. 
because I haven't gotten that far. You gotten that far, Scott? No. <laughs> Becky will tell us what happens in part two. Becky's that far. I hope Becky will tell us, but she's not here. But she will, I'm sure. Hmm. I'm I sure because we all listen to and read everything on the site, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. all everything. Right. So you told me what the basic rundown is. So is it is it fun? Do these yeah, characters, incre- yeah. these two universes actually mesh together? Uh, they do. Uh, there's the story is pretty light, Manny. So the it's kind of like, all right, I'm Pokemon Warlord guy. I can do this, and then you just go. They just you just run with it. So suspension of disbelief and just deal with it. Um, the story is kind of light, so it doesn't. There's nothing to really object to there, and it's Pokemon strategy RPG, and I think it's fun. Set in the Ronsai region. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said that was funny. I how is that funny? I don't know what that means. It's a play off the Kansai region. Is it? Isn't that like one of the Pokemon regions? Yeah, but it's also... I'll oh, forget it. Anyway, tell me more. Mm. What more is there All to right. say, Scott? Um, no one has mentioned shorts yet. I'm disappointed. <laughs> shorts? Yeah. Do I, I like shorts. Pants? They're comfy and easy to wear. They I try and it. sneak that into every game. Is that, I don't, is that a Pokemon thing? Yes. yes. I don't know that. How's that work? Oh, it's just it's just Dunkster a Joey line. likes wearing shorts. That's about it. <laughs> I, what? That's in Pokemon games about shorts. Yes. I've never seen this. I have no idea about this thing. This meme that's in Pokemon games. Oh lord. Anna, are you aware of the short wearing Pokemon meme? Shorts are comfortable <laughs> and easy to wear. She's she's shaking her head. Yes, she's aware of this Pokemon meme. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I'm, you guys are playing a joke on me. All right, is that all to say about Pokemon Conquest? Pretty much, it's fun, light. Like if you were looking, f- like if you were ever interested in an Obanaga's Ambition game, without the punishing difficulty. Is this actually you know- set up like a Nobunaga Ambition game? Are those all tactical RPGs like this? Yeah, they're very much the same, but there's also like a ton more like domain yeah. management on the back end. Oh yeah, there's domain management here too. Yeah, but more. <laughs> like, you can actually put people in charge of a castle and say, in this castle, I want you to work on raising everybody's level each month. And so there's the game's basically divided into turns, and each turn is a month. And say, this level, this month, these people are going to work on leveling their level. This month, they're going to work on getting me more gold. This month, they're going to work on raising their Pokemon's energy, which is a stat aside from the level, that which influences how well your Pokemon does. And you can either manage all that stuff individually, or you can, like, group people together and say this group's going to do this this month this group's going to do this this month and my main battle team's going to work on taking over more castles so that's another aspect of the whole game for you as well um other than that it's just tackle rpg take over castles and recruit more pokemon you guys seem sort of blase about it like yeah it's fun it's cool yeah yeah like it's nothing earth-shaking but it's good okay yeah it's 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 not going to give shogun total war run for its money no. <laughs> well, that is a turn-based strategy <laughs> game. It's not a tactical RPG. It was a joke. It was just a yeah. joke. Because they're both in Japan. Well, that's true. And they're both strategy games. Mm-hmm. Set they're in the same area, era, except the one has... Oh, yeah, the battlefields have different gimmicks, too. Yeah, there there are some good field gimmicks at play. 
So it'd be in a battle, and it's not about defeating your poke- your opponent's Pokemon. It'd be like taking over flags, or dealing with these large balls that drop out of the sky that you can throw around the field and do damage to your opponent and stuff. There's always something different going on with each field you go to, and it's kind of interesting. So that uh, Pokemon Conquest. <laughs> what else you play, Scott? Pokemon Conquest. Uh, buy it, don't buy it. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I'd say buy Actually, it. It's I mean, a Pokemon I, that's doing something different. Here's the thing. Support I mean, that. You already know if you want this game or you don't want this game. Do you like tactical games? That. Do you like Pokemon games? All right, you, you're going to be into this. Are you, are you it, a Japanophile? Yeah, you're going to be into this. If, if, if you're not, this is not like a genre buster. This is not going to be like the strategy game that turns you on, or the tactical RPG that turns you on to tactical RPGs. I mean, it's, that, that's the way I look at it. So, I enjoyed it. Anna's already beaten it, the first part. She's How long beaten. is it? That was quick. Uh, it's not that long, apparently. She's four or five hours. Apparently, is all it took her. What? Twelve Isn't hours. That's it? Twelve hours. Okay. Sorry. Let's say four or five I hours. I can't hear. I've got headphones on. It's twelve hours. So. And then the the second part starts, and like she's still playing, so it's not like. I don't know how it works, but she's still going. Wait, the second part starts. Yeah, I mean, like, there's more game to play after that campaign's done, and I don't, I don't understand how it works. And nobody can explain to me how it works. <laughs> She's not even making an attempt, so. <laughs> yeah. There's apparently more to this game, and I will let you know as soon as I know and get there. All right, so I asked all the questions I could ask about the biggest release of the week. What else I we know, got? I know, I know. I'm, I'm sorry I don't have more info for you, but look no, for I, a I review. It's coming to, soon. I was trying to be a facilitator for all the people out there, and this is the big, this is the, the big release of the week, right? And, and I say go freaking get it, because it's a cool game. All right. Well, that's all I can tell you. Uh, Scott, you play anything else? Um, little Bioshock 2. And I just downloaded Magic uh, 2012. So if you're looking to play card. I hope. Or, yeah, 2013. Because you can still download 2012. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, I have both 2012 and 2011. And I'll probably end up getting 2013 as well. So hit me up on Xbox Live if you want to play some card games. Yeah, Without I just, motorcycles. I just downloaded the demo for 2013. I played through it on my iPad, actually. Uh, there's an iPad release for this. or I guess, is it on Wait, iPhone as well? Again? Magic the Gathering Duels of the Planeswalkers oh, yes, 2013. Oh, yes, yes, The game that's so easy to get into that it confuses the hell out of you. <laughs> well, uh, Giant hey, Bomb did a stream of this. damage doesn't go on the stack it anymore. Confusing. It's easy now. It's for babies. <laughs> damage doesn't oh, go on the stack? Oh, you still bitter about that? No, actually, not at all. That's I haven't even noticed the difference that I have to make fun of. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Duels of the Planeswalker 2013. It's magic. Uh, I was hoping to have some good impressions for you, but after playing the demo, it's like, no, I just played a game of magic. And it's like, yeah, um, it's more magic. <laughs> the The interface is slightly better than the 2012 version, which I, I didn't even understand why the interface was changed from the original version. I kind of like it best in that one. But yeah, more magic. And it'll probably still be crazy random and hard to progress through the campaign, just like the other ones, even <laughs> on easy. So enjoy that. Because that's, that's the part that bugs me about these games, is how hard it is to unlock everything if you're just playing it legitimately. Because there's just random things that go on and you lose. And so you have to sink hours into it to unlock all the decks so that you can then go and play with your friends, which is all you want to do to begin with. You know? And you can't unlock cards in multiplayer, because that would be fun <laughs> that would be useful it, you can pay money to unlock them though can't you i was about to say yes. can't you just pay to just yep pay to, yeah yep 
So it's ten a bucks for game, the game. Right? Yeah, ten bucks for the game. Twenty bucks for the special edition. What do you get in the special edition? Uh, the game, Probably the soundtrack, the wallpapers, a graphic novel. Second Path of the Planeswalker. Graphic novel PDF. Well, where's the first Path of the Planeswalkers? What did that come with the special edition of the other game? The first one Possibly. of the 2012. Did I don't know. Ten foil conversions. Easy access. Early access to foiled cards for the ten base game decks. Seriously, why do I need? Here's the thing about foil conversions. To remember, all they do is make your deck sparkly. They don't actually do anything. Why do these sell? I don't understand I don't why know. they sell. But apparently 2013 has manual mana tapping, which yes, sounds does. really stupid, but there's going to be but there are the times where you want it exactly the way you want it. What do you mean? Like you can now tap your mana manually oh. as opposed to but you don't letting, have to though. Unless yeah, you, you can do... let the machine do it, but yeah. there when you're running like a tricolor deck and the wow. game hoses you out of your plan See, because it tapped the wrong ones. I've always been in like single color decks. I never get far enough these games to worry about a tricolor deck. No, I have. Uh, I think I have two five color decks in the actual card game. Hmm. Five color. It's not that bad. It seems hard to pull off. I don't know. There are a couple of cards that make it easy. Uh. Although you are kind of reliant on pulling it, you know, sort of within your first couple of turns, kind of thing. Yeah, you 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 need a lot of land fishing. <laughs> well, uh, there's this handy little card which was released back in oh god, Lawin, Prismatic Omen. All of your basic lands are everything. Hmm. All right, so there's your Magic Geek talk. Go download it and play. You guys want to give it your Steam names for people to play against you? I think most people who uh, regularly listen to the podcast already have mine. Yeah, meaning who they want to give it out again. Apparently not. <laughs> For all those pederasts out there. <laughs> What's a pederast, Walter? No. Walter? No. Who's Walter? Yeah, I'm it's not familiar. Scott, do you want to give out your name? I was going to say, uh, yeah, big, isn't that a big Lebowski reference? Or no. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm playing on Xbox Live, so it's just Foul Sorceress. Foul Sorceress. Same as on the forums. And that's spelled like the chicken, not like the bad smell? Yep. F-O-W-L. Yeah. Yeah. That's my other thing that bugs me. Everybody should just buy the Steam version of this game because I'm tired of having to buy it on multiple versions to play with different people. Yeah, well, I'll be picking up the Steam version when I do, so. Yeah, because otherwise it's 30 bucks, and you have to unlock all the decks on all three versions. Wait, 30 bucks? Well, yeah, if you're going to buy PS3, Xbox Live, and Steam. Oh, uh, I see. Oh, and now iPhone? Like six, That's 40 bucks. 40 bucks, and you'd have to unlock the decks and everything, and then you can play with all your friends. Isn't or you can great? be a reasonable person and just buy it once on the platform of your choice. Yeah, but all my friends choose different platforms. You get better friends. I know. <laughs> I think that's the right answer. All right, well, that's magic. Quinn, what you been playing? I've uh, been occupying my time this week with the Fantasy Star Online 2 beta. Okay. This is a thing? Yes, it is. How do I and get it into is this? Open. I can forward you the links once we're done with this podcast. Is it Japanese only? It is Japanese only at the moment, but it is kind of like it, it's open access. All you need to do is sign up for a, Sega, a Japanese Sega ID and you can basically get in. When I log in, does it say Sega? Uh, it, they, no, it uses the newer Sega logo, the one Lame. on the more recent Sonic games. Nah, 
I'm not playing this. Although, one. speaking of sounds, though, Fantasy Star Online 2 does seem to go out of its way to to include like the soundboard of the original Fantasy Star Online. Really? Yeah. Like the you know the sound that the laser swords made in Fancy Star Online. Did no. you play it? No. Oh well, they're basically the same. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the sound effects are, are carried over. The 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 kind of the plot seems completely and utterly new. This is it's some kind of I don't know alternate universe or something, but it kind of plays as a kind of hybrid between the original Fancy Star Online and it's got elements of the Fancy Star universe and the Fancy Star portable games rolled into it. Yeah. So it kind of plays as a sort of combination of of sort of Fancy Star titles from the last decade or so. In a good way or a uh, bad way? Is it fun? You liking it? It is pretty fun, but it is, at the moment it is pretty grindtacular. Grindtacular. All right. Because there is, I think there's, they haven't put all of the story content in because it's open beta, and I think they want to keep some of that like hidden. And not to mention, I'm kind of fighting against the uh, language barrier as well. Um, I signed up. There are ten ships which function as servers, and I think uh, most of the English players I can think of, I think, are are either on ship two or ship ten. Uh, and I'm on ship one, which is like filled to the gills. I mean, it is literally like full on players, and everyone else is Japanese. And uh, like playing with other people is a kind of it's an interesting experience. But the game is the the, the thing is set up so that you can easily find like other teams, you know, teams really easily to do questing and crap. So yeah. Okay. Uh, the other major thing for people who are familiar with the Fancy Star series is they've now made it so that any of the three available races, which are humans, the long-eared uh, Newmans, and the casts, the androids, can now be any of the three character classes. Because in Fancy Star Online, the original, uh, some some races couldn't be certain classes. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've straightened that out. Ooh, AD&D and yeah, style. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they've they've it's and it also they've put a kind of Final Fantasy XI style system, which I think was in one of the portable games. I don't know which one. Where rather than having to create a new character to do a to try a different character class, you can just switch over and start start another class from level one. Oh, really? The same character, hmm. which is very useful. I like it when games include that, so it gets bonus points for doing that. All right. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. But, yeah, it's, it's a bit grindy at the moment. Mm-hmm. Grind-tacular, indeed. Grind-tacular. Because, you know, it's an Asian MMO free-to-play, right? Yeah. Even though That's it's made by, you know, like, a big, big-budget studio, it's it still kind of carries a couple of hallmarks. Is it really, though? Free- well... Does it really it feel they- like that? What, as in... Like like it's made by a big-budget studio, or does it feel like any other Asian free-to-play? Probably one of the more visually impressive free-to-play okay. right, I've ever good. seen. Good, Like, the, the character modeling is actually pretty good, and the, the, the landscapes look... You know, like, the opening forest area looks really good. If you've got a decent computer. All right. Which you do. Um, and yeah, I, I think... I think it really depends on how it gets handled outside of Japan because sometimes I often feel that um, like one of the hallmarks that kind of makes really feels the cheapness on some of the MMOs that they bring over is when some random uh, 
uh, free-to-play MMO operator hires a bunch of idiot translators in order to do the official translation. Yeah. And so it kind of the, the game's all there, but the quest stuff all feels like it has this kind of half-translated feel, and that just kind of kind of cheapens the experience. Right. So I'm yeah. kind of hoping that when it it has, as far as I know, it has been announced for localization. Has it? Yeah, I don't, I think, don't believe that it has. I think it has. All right. I think they, they've confirmed that it'll be releasing in both America and Europe. They just haven't got a fixed release date. Mm-hmm. I'm for presume, big you may flag. trust them, but I don't trust them. I want confirmation. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Manny is a bit bitter. <laughs> I've well, it heard is, too I, many I, times I, by Sega. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. It is. Oh, don't get me started about Anarchy Reigns. Uh, what about Yakuza stuff? Oh, wait. Well, Valkyria they haven't Chronicles delayed it 3. for no reason. How about y- Valkyria Chronicles 3? Oh. Waiting on that for. Did, did we talk about that yet? What? It's not coming, what? right? Oh, we're not getting As far as I know, we're not coming. We're not getting it. Uh, that's kind of the thing. That's the big the big thing that people hate Sega for right now. It's like, hey. No, not everybody, but there's a lot of reasons to hate Sega, I suppose. But a lot of the RPG fans here are upset with them for not bringing out DC3, right? So Lame. Oh, cool! I can download Lord of the Rings online through Steam for some reason. Yep, that's what I need to do. All right, um, I've been playing stuff. What did I play? Other than Pokemon Conquest. Other than Pokemon Conquest, um, I started. Uh, I played through two worlds of Donkey Kong Country with a friend on Couch Co-op. That's a fun game. Have you ever played that on your Wii? Wait, Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country DKC, right? It, the the the. The, the rare one, right? The remake? Not yeah. the remake, the new one. It's the new one, yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, Retro Studios or whatever, right? Did they do it? I don't know who did it. Anyway, it's it's fun. It's still fun. Um, it could be hard. It's a very challenging Donkey Kong Country, especially in the bonus areas. But it's fun, and it's fun to like watch people fail and, and, and make fun of each other while you're playing the playing on the couch. Uh, so I played with my friend Scott, and that was very fun. Not you, Scott. I heard it's uh, quite difficult. Uh, yeah, it is. It's it's a harder platformer. Um, you, it's one. It's I can't think of uh, this level of challenge in another Nintendo platformer unless you were going through like all the coins and stuff, you know. And this one, just getting through the levels can be very hard. But they uh, they reference a lot of the old music and stuff, and yeah, fun game. Uh, ooh, also been playing Pocket Planes. This is my new crack. My new digital crack is Pocket Planes yes, on my I iPhone. Yes, I heard on another podcast that you're quite addicted to that sh- game. I am. I am quite addicted to that game. Uh, yeah. Oh, right. I did another podcast this week. Uh, I'm beta Cheater. testing a new podcast with uh, with Sava, who writes in as Ocelot, gives us our questions every week. Uh, he and I did a, a week in geek type of podcast. Uh, just anything's open for talking about not just gaming though he's obviously talked about gaming a lot you can find that on my uh my twitter feed and my facebook and my google plus i posted that if you want to go check that out let us know how it works if you like it or not uh, just go to me how, how do you link to somebody in google plus because that's probably the easiest way because i post the least on um, that yeah i think it's uh facebook.com slash <laughs> 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 uh. Uh, I like that. That's that's clever. Um, 
I can't even figure out how to do this. Chris Privateer. Oh, is that how that works? And all right, sorry. Someone in the chat room wants it, so boom. There we go. You can see it. No, I'm just checking the checking the links for how to get the um uh PSO two beta stuff. Oh, I already sorry. got it downloading. Oh, really? Yeah. You found it. <laughs> I found uh, it. Do you need a guide on how to actually sign up for it? I probably will. Um, okay. I got the email, but I don't know. I'm going to have to figure Where out. Where to go to... from there? Yeah. Well, actually, I'm yeah, still waiting me... for the email. I'm going to have to check yeah, my give spam. Give me a sec. So help me with that. I also played another game this week. So Pocket Planes is awesome, I should say. Uh, it's from the people who play Tiny, who made Tiny Tower. Only here you're managing airports and planes, and you need to... Uh, it, it rewards you more for actively playing it than Tiny Tower does. Tiny Tower was a lot of set things up, come back in six hours. Pocket Planes is a more active game, but it's also a more slow-progressing game, which I really like the fact that the slow progression uh, keeps you engaged in the game, and it, it makes uh, the fact that if you uh, spend... It, they also balanced the 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 premium thing, so it's a freemium game, so you can buy bucks and stuff. And I really like the way they set it up so where if you buy bucks, it only helps you advance so far in the game at any point in time. There's a cap that you can only progress with in-game gold that you need to earn by playing the game. And so you can buy freemium things with your bucks, but it won't ruin the game by advancing you all the way to the end or anything like that and thus negating any reason to play anymore. So they, they keep it so you get the bucks and they only help you. They don't like help skip you super far ahead. So it's rather balanced. Of course, I'm not spending any money on the game. Uh, it's uh, it's really fun to just uh, play managing your airports, delivering people to different cities, opening up new airports, buying new planes, and they've got a really good addictive uh, game loop in there. So I, I, it's free. I urge you to try it out. Pocket Planes on iOS. Um, I bet they'll release it for Android if it's not already out on Android. Uh, oh, Scott disconnected again. What? Huh? Oh, oh, no, that was from AIM. Never mind. Sorry. I saw the little growl pop up and was like, what's going on? I also started playing Final Fantasy V because it's time for Final Fantasy V Four Job Fiesta. You guys remember this from last year? Oh, I vaguely remember this. Yeah. So this is uh, this is the thing where you sign up with uh, Gilgamesh on Twitter. <laughs> he's Gilgabot. It's his name, and he's uh, he's awesome. It is a it's a playthrough of Final Fantasy V where they will tell you which job you unlock from each crystal, and you have to use one of those jobs in your party. So uh, the first crystal, you're going to get a job, and everyone will have to be that job. The second crystal, you'll unlock a job, and you need at least one of that job, at least one of the first job, and the other two people can be either of those two jobs. So you're restricted to just the jobs that are unlocked as you progress through the game. Um, Obviously, before that, you're a freelancer, because that's what you are. Um, And... They're raising money for Child's Play through this. So you go and you uh, play, and there's people who've pledged to donate a certain amount of money for each person who p- finishes the challenge. So the more people finish the challenge, you're raising money by by collecting on those pledges. And you can just go and chip in. They've got a PayPal uh, widget up in the corner. You can just give money to the to the cause here. Um, they're at 80% of their goal already. That's $1,600 for, for Child's Play so far, and more to come, uh, especially as all the pledges for people who finish. Um, progress as they get to the end of the event so you can go there right now find all the details uh, it's at letsplane.com slash ff5ff those are capital f's and that should get you right into the site yep and you can figure out all the details on how to sign up for it and so you register through twitter and you can do all that there's live streams of people who are running who are playing the game uh there's a 
thread usually on NeoGAF that you can follow along where people post screenshots of their play as they've been going through. And there's a big leaderboard so you can see what jobs everybody's unlocked. And uh, yeah, Final Fantasy IV Jobs Fiesta. Uh, it'll give you a new appreciation for that game if you haven't done it before. There's also a hard mode this year. So you can be at risk of uh, of unlocking like uh, multiple jobs from the first crystal and stuff. So you, it's, it's, like can be really hard because you won't get new things. So uh, let's see. How does hard mode work? One class from any of the available jobs and new jobs are unlocked. So yeah, it's uh, it, it can be rough. When you uh, when you have hard mode, because then you would have maybe two berserkers, and that gives you no variety, and that really sucks because berserkers are awful apparently. So there, that's Final Fantasy Four Job Fiestas. Anyone else playing anything? Manny, what you been playing? Um, I've been playing Sleep, my Sleep. favorite new game. That's a good game. Yeah, I it, like the graphics. Like this, it's in three D. It's virtual reality. It's augmented reality. It's it's amazing. It blows so my mind all week every time long, I have huh? it blows my mind um other than that i've been playing nothing you slept all week no no i'm just saying i haven't been doing anything been sick do we need to make a no 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 it's just a, a joke for you? sleep mm. sleep is fun that's what i've been playing instead of video games or just nothing i just haven't played any games all right Ugh, just tv be catching up some old star trek the next generation be watching some watching lavar burton interviews night. about his new reading rainbow app yeah how's that work no, I haven't bought it. It's expensive, man. It's like thirty bucks subscription. Like, what? It's the not heck, cheap. What the heck do you do on that? I wonder. You haven't seen it? The, the new Lavar no. Burton Reading Rainbow app? No. He's been promoting it all over the internet. All over the internet, huh? All over the internet. I think he was even on like um what's his name? Who's that guy? Jimmy Fallon show or something. That's not the internet, that's T V. Yeah, internet and T V. It's amazing. Anyway, LeVar Burn, Rating Rainbow, 2012. Get on that. So but you don't I, have to take I, my word for it. But it didn't. Well, I just went to Reading Rainbow on the App Store on my phone, and nothing comes up. So. Oh, well. LeVar Burton failed me. Apparently <laughs> <Really>, you failed. <laughs> you failed us all. All right. Uh, Alex, what you been playing? Uh, I completed Atelier Totally. I think Wednesday I think I completed that. And I had fun with that, although I don't think I liked it as much as certain other staff members. <laughs> oh. Care to comment, Scott? Uh, no, no, I'm not going to comment on... Do you watch her play those games or not? I, I will walk by and I will see her playing them. And, and then quickly run away? I will run away. Because yeah, I, don't I will catch me. the girliness from it. Yeah, there's a lot of girliness. <laughs> Yeah, aside from that, I've been playing Binary Domain. Okay. Which is fun. It's a good shooter. It's actually got a much better story than most other shooters I've played. Yeah, I've been hearing some really good stuff about um, Binary Domain. I keep keep meaning to pick it up on... Um, I think it's still on Steam. Uh, I think it's Spoiler. Oh, well, I, I think the standard cyberpunk hunting robots spoiler applies to this one. So. For what? What? Oh, it's it's a cyberpunk game where you shoot renegade robots, and of course your main character is dun 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 also a robot. Binary domain, right? <laughs> yep. All right. Yep. So well, yeah, that was. <laughs> if I need to buy one weird shooter, do I buy Binary Domain or Vanquish? Vanquish. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Vanquish. 
But I know they're not comparable at Ari. Is that what you're going to tell me? They're not, they're not going to be that comparable, but Vanquish, I think, will probably end up being the better game. Right. Bulletstorm. Get Bulletstorm. <laughs> Don't get Bulletstorm. Yeah, in terms of gameplay, Vanquish is much better. Okay, then. Are they both put out by Sega? Well, both, yeah. Sega published both, but um, Binary uh, Domain was... Van- Vanquish was Platinum Games, who did yeah, Bayonetta. Vanquish was Platinum and... Um, yeah, Chris, I, I, I'm Binary just curious. Domain what is the Yakuza for? team? Oh, sorry. Um, nothing. I just keep hearing about these games, and I kind of okay. Because I was thinking to... it's like if you're because you can get two very different experiences from both now. Games. In my mind, because I'm mostly a role playing game player, mm-hmm. shooty games all get lumped into the single pen, and they're oh, all and around in their own filth over there. Yeah, so it's like I got to figure out which one of those I want to pick out, clean up, and play. You know? Yeah, for someone who I play a lot, and I'm like thinking, oh, they're very different experiences, and they have different tones, and the sure. pacing's quite yeah, different. I, I just want to know what's the better game. That's all. Well, Vanquish um, has a button where you smoke, like, which actually, which actually, you then can toss over cover and it acts as a decoy. Well, it also yeah. sounds like it's more unique experience with Vanquish. No, it, 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 yes, yeah, although it may be shorter. Oh, okay, good to know. So I, think I think it's the shorter game out of the two. Yeah, I won't play anything. Bow. I'm going to be bow? so bu- big bow. What's that? Big bow. Big bow. Have you played all these? No. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a lot of feedback on these for someone who hasn't played them. Hey, man, I like to stay informed in the shooter space. Mm. All right. Can I get either of these on Steam? No? Domain is on Steam. I think, Vanquish, you're going to need a console. All right. So i got to find a cheap console version. All right. I might wait on well, that. Well, at this point, I'm sure it's like 20 bucks. You think? It's All been right. out for a couple of years. Well, I'll figure that out. Thank you. Do you been playing anything else, Alex? Uh, nope, that's it this week, I think. That's it? All right. Yeah. Oh, it is 20 bucks. Look at that. Yep, $19 on PS3 or Xbox 360. Oh, and if you haven't picked up Enslaved... I know, I saw that, that too. <laughs> Only 14 bucks for Enslaved. That game's totally worth 14 bucks. I paid 8 for it. What a great deal. Oh, Chris, maybe now's your chance to get Bulletstorm. $17, brand new. How about Shadows of the Damned? Is that worth getting? Not really. Really? Look at my really? boner. Okay, this is me not being a, as much in love with uh, Suda Goichi as others, so okay. take that with a grain of salt. Well, I heard a lot of positive things about the game around when it came out, and like, don't expect too much from it, but it was really fun, and people like yeah, the localization. Yeah, yeah. But if it's not worth $23, that's, no, that's prob- a statement. Well, Let's be fair, though. All of these are games with like multi-million dollar, I mean, tens of millions of dollars spent on it. Yeah. A lot of time and effort. I mean, they're at least worth $17, $15 if, you know, if they're in a genre that you particularly like. Or, you know, like from a director or an artist that you like. I mean, even Bioshock 2 with all its flaws. So I searched Raid for Vanquish. And I'm going through on this. T- I like this page. I like searching for Vanquish. I suggest everybody go to Amazon, search for Vanquish, because you get a wide variety of games when you search for Vanquish. You get Vanquish, you get Enslaved, you get Castlevania, you've got Bayonetta, you get Van- <gasps> you get Shadows Brink. of the Damned. You can get Brink, brand new, from Amazon for $5. <laughs> $5. You get Near, Eco, and Bulletstorm, and Singularity. And other things as well. Valkyrie Chronicles even comes up when you search for Vanquish. So I'm just looking through these. And I'm 940. S- these are all in this category of critically well received, but didn't sell well and wasn't like game of the year, you know? Yep. 
And I just think it's a great little selection there of budget titles that you find just for searching for Vanquish. And it reminds me, I need to play Nier. I bought that. So I should go play that. Oh, Enslaved Odyssey to the West, $11 on Xbox 360. Oh. You have Castlevania Lord of Shadows, $15. Fear 3, $17. Fable 3, $16. It's a ma- Dragon Age, $18. Dragon Age 2, I mean. Wow, look at this. Even like Some of these are really recent. Uh, Space Marine is 17 Not set. Space no, I get that for free. But... <laughs> Space, Space Marine. Marine. It was. Space Marine was really good. I get it for free with PlayStation Plus. I'm going to start that. That's going to be fun. Yeah. There Kill you go. Some orcs. Hmm? Kill some orcs. Well, Kill space orcs? Some... All space of... orcs. Ooh, orcs must die. Oh, wait, that's a different game. Oh, Chris, orcs you can even pick a punt at the Demon Forge for like $17 and, and send a no. copy to a friend so you guys can play together. I already did that. That was in the <laughs> box of crap I sent to Anna for Christmas. How did that work out for you? Um... We're still we're still having a relationship, so it worked out okay. <laughs> it almost That's how you can tell a gift worked, by the way. Relationship advice. <laughs> you didn't get dumped, so it's okay. <laughs> she actually loved the idea of the box of crap. I don't know anyone else who likes getting a box of absolute shit every year, but apparently she really digs on that you know, idea. I will say, <laughs> looking at this list, the only game that's not worth its sub, you know, its, its minuscule price tag is uh, Duke Nukem Forever. It is not worth $9.40. Other than that, though, hey, there you go, Stranglehold. You guys remember Stranglehold? Starring no, Chuck I actually Jack? forgot about Stranglehold. Oh, oh, that's with the doves? Yes, $11. Oh, I should go pick that up. I always wanted to play that. No, I've got too much stuff to play. All right. Who else is not gone yet? Is that everybody? Uh, I, I think that's everyone. You went, John. Oh, yeah, I that's think that's everyone. That's it. All right. Wow. Last one. Lord of the Rings, War of the North. That's already $17. It's not worth $17. <laughs> See, Red Dead for 20 Wait for 10 bucks for Lord of the North and make sure they've patched it. Marcello recommendation. Stamp of approval. What? Dragon Age Origins Ultimate Edition. Ooh. Less than twenty bucks. That's all- worth twenty bucks. That's worth more than twenty bucks. That's a lot of game. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, that's like that's like ten DLC packs, a full expansion, tons of new weapons, and that's insane. That is that is value right there. Of course, it's been twenty bucks for a while. Um, yeah. yeah, but still, if you, I mean, keep on yeah, saying it. If you're still it waiting, up, pick it up. Though I I still prefer it on PC, but uh, yeah, go. Pick you can probably up. get it on Steam for really dirt cheap. I I'm think guessing. so. Uh, or Impulse, or, or Gamer's Gate, or something. It's it's on sale on it all the time. No, everything's just Origin. No. 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 I'm sad. I wish somebody would have bought Rage. Did anyone see this huge sale? Rage was ten dollars on Amazon for like two weeks. No, I didn't notice that. I wish someone would have picked it up. Which so one I is Rage? Something. It's the, the Doom guys' the, new thing. Oh, with Are, the with the buggies, what? with the Dune buggies. Yeah. yeah. This is the racing game that's also this a shooter. This is worth at least $10. It may have not been – I think people were disappointed because this is the next thing from John Carmack and Ed, and it wasn't – it didn't blow anyone's mind, but it, it certainly wasn't. It is $10 on PC. There you go. Amazon. Someone – no, I can't play. I have Xbox 360. Oh, okay. $18 <laughs> on 360. All right. Well, if anyone you picks it up, let me know. I want to go uh, buggy. I'm sorry. And I want to do missions. Let's Talk play Diablo internet. 3 instead. Talking to the <laughs> internet out there. Internet. That's what I need to do. I need to go play Diablo three because like the real money auction house is open and people are making money on that thing. Yeah, I heard some people have been selling stuff like two hundred, three hundred dollars. Yeah. Why isn't that me? 
Why am I not playing enough Diablo 3? <laughs> I should be playing more. All right, there's other games. Oh, well, that's what we should all do. All right, well, let's wrap this thing up. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. If you'd like to leave feedback, it's podcast at rpgamer.com, board at rpgamer.com for the message boards, and 608-729-4098 to leave a voicemail. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, John. Thank you, Manny. And thank you, listener, for listening. Uh, we have any thoughts for people to leave them with? Um, long, never long live the Commonwealth. Long live the Kev- Commonwealth. Never give to what? Never go to GameStop. Never go to GameStop. Uh, should is GameFly a thing people should do or no? Yes or no on GameFly? Um, it depends on your turnaround. If if you if you Netflix if you sort of like one of those Netflix people who gets a movie and lets it sit on their shelf for like six months, it's not worth it. So check the list of distribution centers for GameFly if you live near one of them. All right. Well, just as long as you're going to turn around. It's so expensive. It's two bucks. Two games a month is like over twenty bucks a month, and that's a lot. And you're probably not even going to play both, so it's going to be like four by the time you finish them. And it's like fifteen a month for one game. It's just stupid. Eh. GameFly, fix your rates. Even Netflix has you beat, and that's just sad. All right. Well, as long as you, like I said, just go to Amazon, get everything like for like five (laughs) dollars. Buy all the old games. This generation's never ending anyway. You have plenty of time to play them. Get on with it. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back here next week as we talk more about, uh, hopefully, Pokemon Conquest and what's coming out next week. Um, Getting Driver San Francisco. You are? Okay, yes. I am distracted. All right. Uh, I want to hear if that's as good as Giant Bomb makes it sound like. Uh, Penny Arcade, Record Agros War 2, and Unchained Blades all out this week. Will Chris finally get another uh, first-person dungeon crawl and play it as long as he played Legend of Grimrock, which is to say a couple hours, or will he pass and wait and be responsible? You'll find out next week on RPG Cast. Bye, everybody. Bye now. 